So, should I do an introduction? Just, how do you start the podcast? We, we're, this is, I think, like our weakest point is starting a podcast. Right? Yeah, I think just, we should... I, I think I'm it's okay sure to do an introduction and then just get yeah, into... Yeah, no, I think so. Because if we just go in the middle of a conversation, it's like too disorienting. Too much, yeah. Yeah, it makes so, sense to have a little reboot. Welcome to Gush. On this episode, we have Cybershell, Sonic YouTuber extraordinaire for many years... He dives deep into Sonic games, divulges all their secrets, shares them with the world in a way that only he can. Maybe the number one Sonic nerd of all time, Cybershell, thank you for joining us. Yes, it's an honor to be here. That's right. I, I'm the only Sonic YouTuber. That's, that's correct. Everyone else, don't, don't worry no about that. No one them. even compares. Everyone else is a Cybershell fan YouTuber. It's kind of weird. To like do your thing. I, They're just I don't fakers. Think I, I'm definitely yeah. not like the first person to actually put out Sonic videos, but I had this weird thing where I just made a Sonic Let's Play like a very long time ago. So for like a long time, if you would search for that, like Let's Play Sonic, I was one of the top results or whatever. So I have this weird like seniority in the Sonic community, but like I wasn't actively posting for for so long. And it's like just like, oh, it had like nine years between that and when I came back. But uh, yeah, it's kind of cool, honestly. I have, I have a weird amount of clout in the Sonic community. That's not a lie. <laughs> I think you, you have like... Uh... A lot, in my opinion, at least, you got a lot of clout in the YouTube community in general because you're an OG YouTuber because you started uploading so early. Right. I was sort of in the right place at the right time, sort of, because I never even considered like myself a YouTuber back then. I think I've gone over this before, but I was really just doing, I was just posting my videos on YouTube as like a backup because I didn't care about YouTube at all back then. I was making my videos for, like specifically for the something awful let's play sub form and we were all sharing our videos with, with each other over there and i was mostly posting my videos over on sites like viddler and a site called like game v and what shit but like those are like shit they're like gone now like there are so many hosting sites they're just gone like tears in the rain that just could not compete mm. with youtube you know what i mean so even back then yeah we were like we got to put our videos up here too it just it makes sense to have youtube as a backup and thank god we did because uh, a lot of videos that i remember watching are just like they're gone same for image hosting all the image hosting sites have gone down over the years oh yeah, yeah. that's true i used to use a Sad. site called image shack when i used to post yes. on internet forums. oh my god same <laughs> i, I used image shack I think Image Shack, I don't even know if they're around. I could I think they're like still around in some capacity, but like at some point they deleted all of their like yeah. old pictures off it's of it. Because yes, I specifically remember on GameFAQs that was like my go to image yeah, posting that was site. Because like the forum. It used to be a pain in the ass to have because yeah, you before the idea of like embedding images was like, what the no, of course we're not gonna do that. It would take forever right. to load every single page. So yeah, there were only a few of these image hosting sites. There was one specifically for something awful called Waffle Images, which was just run by some random goon or whatever and now i don't know what happened to it because i was away from sa for a few years but um uh like it's gone so like so many like so many fucking iconic pictures and shit are gone again i'm glad i had multiple places where i was hosting my images and my videos so it's like my shit's not gone for the most part but uh it, it happens man like you, people think you put something on the internet it's there forever i mean i feel like nowadays that's kind of true especially with sites like Facebook and stuff. But, like, I don't know, man. It's easy to, like, have shit. You put it on the Internet, like, hundreds or thousands of people could have seen it, and now it's, like, gone forever. You know, forever. I, I actually disagree with that. I think now it's more it's it's more temporary than ever. At least, that's like, I don't know how you feel about your YouTube channel, but... No, I, I, like, I know. I hear where you're coming from, honestly. Like, yeah, yeah like, I don't trust any of these sites to not ban me. So, yeah, the only way to, like, counter that is what I was sort of saying is by diversifying. Like, don't host all your shit in one place. Do yeah. not put all your eggs mm -hmm. in one basket. You know what I mean? That's that's a good advice 
for any internet creator of any kind. You know what I mean? Like, like I, I do think to do now though than it was before. Oh, before there was like time. many alternatives, and now it's like everything's monopolized. So big it, time to not put all your eggs in one basket literally means to like be on different mediums like you yeah know, you know it's so much easier for me to say that isn't it honestly now that i think about it like don't put all your eggs in the youtube basket like what does that mean like what am i what am i even saying right now like right. you should it's upload like your videos to fucking well, daily motion so that's actually <laughs> it that is literally it i was literally just thinking about this not that long ago i'm starting to stream a little bit on twitch not like i don't want to be like a full-time streamer but i would like to just have a twitch that some people know about you because you know i could get banned off of youtube any day it could happen you never well, know if you're gonna get banned happen. on youtube you're gonna get banned on twitch <laughs> yeah that's true um yeah, Twitch is very weird. Uh, yeah, you had a great video about that whole bullshit where the, they were, oh, we're going to ban Simp, but it was clearly just, like, a minor distraction from their insane DMCA bullshit. Dude, yeah. I used to think I could trust, like, DMCA and these laws to... Not, like... Okay, that sounded worse than... I, I don't trust them to protect <laughs> me, but, like, like, I trusted that, like, you know, it, using DMCA was such a pain in the ass because they had to file a thing, and then you could do the countersuit, and there was all this bullshit going on. But now it's, like... It doesn't matter. You can. It doesn't even matter if you're a hundred percent in the right. These companies will just ground you into the fucking dirt. Like they would show up to court and make you defend your correct thing, which would cost you so much more money. Like it's just insane how it is nowadays. It's gonna be really awkward when you show up to court wearing a full Sonic fursuit too. <laughs> that was it, dude. I remember fucking with DMCA stuff literally over ten years ago. Someone was filing a bunch of false DMCA's against uh, my friend's YouTube channel. It was actually Retsu Prey. It was a uh, slow oh, and diabetes of this thing. Yeah. What year was this? This had to be like two thousand nine or so. Wow. Because um, yeah, they were. Um, <laughs> They kept getting hit from like, first of all, they had some community bullshit because they would do some videos making fun of people who like showed up in the videos. So that was kind of weird. So their first account like permanently got taken down. And then they were on their second account, which was Retsupere. And then that got taken down. And they, but they made a third account, but it was just like archive stuff. And like, we're not going to do this shit anymore. But uh, I was like, what the fuck? How are, how are you down? And it, like, how did you get taken down? It's like, oh, we just got all these like DMCA complaints. And I was like, I was just reading about it because I didn't know anything about it. I was like, oh, it turns out if you like counterfile, like they have to show up in court if they want to like take it to the next step. So I was like, I just did the mental math. I was like, there's no way these fucking like let's play nerds are going to show up in court. So I just filed all the counter DMCAs for them and the channel got reinstated. So I thought that was pretty cool. That made me realize like, okay, you know, th there, there are some avenues you can take to like protect your shit, but... I feel like they're getting more like choked out in like the more recent years. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's it getting made harder sense and harder in that situation because you were dealing with like it was like human to human, not like human versus corporation. Yes, exactly. Know? Yes, I was dealing with copyright strike claims from individuals. Exactly. I was not dealing with it's all fucking robots now. It's the craziest shit. Like robots are the ones scanning your video, and when you get when you have a problem with YouTube, you're talking to fucking robots. It's crazy. Yeah. And again, you have to cut them a little bit of slack because it's just like the amount of content on YouTube, the amount of complaints they must receive. They just don't, they literally do not have enough human employees to deal with it all. But I feel like it, it's not just that you'd have to deal with robots. I feel like people, even nowadays, you call like a hotline or something, you're used to dealing with a couple layers of robots. But people are used to like being able, if you try hard enough, you can get in contact with a human. You just cannot do that with YouTube. Like if you're dealing with their automated email system, you have to harass. I don't even know if Google YouTube is run by real people anymore. They might just be <laughs> yeah, all robots. It doesn't feel like it. <laughs> I have a he friend does, who's like positive that he is able because he's like really good at dealing with all these like hotlines and whatever he's positive that he is able to get uh on the line on the phone with someone who works for youtube if he tries hard enough and i think that like i told him like you should i should just record you doing that because that would be like a, like 20 million video. view video right i would there. be impressed oh i would be, so be impressed good. 
to actually talk to a human at YouTube, like, and have them give you remotely, like, useful information, or even just talk to you at all. Have you guys really, ever met present. anyone in real life who works for YouTube? I don't think they exist. No, I'm pretty I sure. I think it's at like this Sonic point, Adventure it's all NPCs. AI. It's like Sonic <laughs> Adventure NPCs, you know? Exactly. It's a completely it's like a AI run at this point. Uh, Susan Wojcicki or whatever, it doesn't even exist. Nobody's ever met her in person <laughs> except, yeah. what, the most H3, advanced H3? AI ever. Exactly. H3, and nobody wants to give up the game. Either. Yeah, they've just well, they used to, gone but then they were full digital. murdered yes. and replaced with AI. That, that makes more sense to me than the other explanation. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I gotta say, YouTube is a strange place nowadays, and uh, it feels weird to, like, I mean, at this point, being a YouTuber who complains about YouTube isn't even, like, you know, that's not even new anymore. I feel like everyone's complaining about YouTube. It's standard. But that's not good. That's not, like, that's not, that's, like, a, like, look at shows that are complaining. What does that mean? Exactly. What does that mean for your site when everyone hates it and everyone is complaining about it? And, like, I rarely ever see anyone defending it. It kind of reminds me of the Sonic fan base. Or at least for a time, I'm actually not, I don't have my finger on the pulse of how the the fandom is now, but I remember distinctly what really got me into YouTube actually, like as in terms of using it as a community tool and even making videos was there's this huge controversy in 2000, I don't know, seven or eight or something around that time where the Sonic fandom, and I don't know how I got so involved in this, but the Sonic fandom on YouTube and, and other websites was furious at um, the replacement of uh, Ryan Drummond yes, yes, with yeah, Jason I, I... Griffith. <laughs> and there were some yes. people just absolutely spurging out about like, oh, no, like there was this guy named Spax3 so... and he yes, had like yes. this infamous video where he's like, they could replace his voice with anyone as long as it's not Griffith, like yelling That's... at the top of his lungs. <laughs> I, I do remember that. It's funny. I never was one of the people who cared that much, but I, I distinctly remember that was such like a huge fucking deal. It was like people were going, and there, there were so many videos like that. You're, you're absolutely right. There were so many yeah. videos just like that. So many little campaigns. People would like print out these little flyers like, don't let them do this. Don't let them four kids Sonic or whatever. It was like, <laughs> holy shit. But, wait, but is that the same thing as what's going on with YouTube? Because that seems more like, like, you know, fans being entitled and stuff like that. Whereas I feel like people complaining on YouTube is more like, YouTube just being bad. Yeah, it is different. I'm trying to drift away from the subject, slush. Well, I had a question related to the subject. So okay, go for it. I wanted to ask where, where you think YouTube's going in the future from where we are now. That's a good question, actually. I definitely see it getting more corporate, like you guys are sort of indicating. Like, like it's so weird. Like, it's actually, like, almost creepy how, like, you know, you see guys like Jimmy Kimmel. So I feel like people are aware that old TV is, like, dying. You know what I mean? I agree. Mean? Jimmy They're trying Kimmel to jump ship. They're trying to jump ship to YouTube. <laughs> and it's, you see, it's not even, like, just Jimmy Like, even guys, like, or people like Brie Larson are starting YouTube channels. Like, regular-ass celebrities. Oh, like, haha, look at me. Yeah. I've got my little YouTube channel. It's so weird to see that. But it makes you know, perfect sense credit, when you think about it. Do. Jack Black started a YouTube channel. I don't really watch it ever, but like it feels like a YouTube channel. So I have to give him. Yes, I actually for sure. I was actually talking about that with LS Mark. We were talking about celebrity YouTube channels. Yeah, you can do it. I don't want to. I don't want to say like if you're famous, you're not allowed to have a YouTube channel. But yeah, Jack Black. He like makes videos with his son or something. Like he actually seems like he's like having a good time or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like I don't have anything against that. Um, for sure. And if you can make fun content, you know, cool. That's good. And there, you know, it makes sense that they get a lot instantly get a lot of subscribers because they're celebrities. It's sort of weird because they're like starting on like a ground floor that's like so much higher up than the average YouTuber, but they still have to do a lot of the same bullshit, but they will get like favored by like, you know, the algorithm and like, you know, I feel like, you know, people yeah, are yeah. more than happy to have like, yeah, that kind of stuff on trending. You know what I mean? Do you miss the old, uh, cause it, I mean, you're from something awful. Um, you were, for, you mentioned game facts. 
do you kind of miss that old style of like internet forums of online communities? Yeah, yeah. I really liked your uh, video about, you know, just like the golden age of the internet because it does feel like it's just such a different like tone. It was like it was a weird time, honestly, like pre 2007. I feel like that was like it's not like a one cataclysmic event where it was like the internet was totally one way and then one day and the next day was completely different. But like that year, like had a lot of stuff changed and I specifically like like, you know, the iPhone and stuff iPhone, like that was mobiles, a big one, man. The fucking phones. yeah, and MySpace was getting popular, and Facebook was coming out, and all this shit. It's like holy fucking yeah. It really was a weird time to be on the internet because like before that, like you know, back like back in two thousand three on GameFAQs, like the uh, every you understood when you're ta- like talking to someone, everyone was a huge fucking nerd, and everyone was like you know, we all like had I don't know. It's not like it was better necessarily because it was so homogenized, but I I definitely felt more like, you know, that combined with the fact that there were so many different websites and there were so many smaller communities. it was less homogenized. It was more like you just pick and choose. It it felt like, like, you know, that old adage, surfing the web. It kind of did feel like that, where it's like every day is a little bit different on what I'm going to do on the Internet. It was a lot easier to find different and like varied communities for sure. And just like going on different forums and like there were, yeah, so many different forums had like weird little subcultures and weird little traditions and stuff that are just like got stamped out into the dirt. You know what I mean? Why was Sonic so, or maybe that was just the bubble I was in, but it felt like there was this coincidence of Sonic games being like this height of popularity and then the internet really springing to life. And for some reason, like it was just so common to see Sonic... Uh, like, I remember these Sonic sprite sheets that people would post on these forums, <laughs> yes. and, like, I messed around with it, and it was just, it was, like, the most accessible media or something, I felt like. Uh, yeah, for sure, things. God. I can't even tell you how many fucking sprite comics I've seen over the years. I mean, not so much recently, but back in the day, yeah, it felt mm-hmm. like it was everyone in their fucking dog wanted to make a sprite comic because it was easy. I never, like, made a sprite comic, like, a full comic comic, but I definitely fucked around making sprite sheets, and I would, like, edit the sprites and be like, yeah, that yep. looks cool, and then I would never do anything with it. But, like, <laughs> I would still have fun just fucking around with it and just seeing the kind of stuff people would make. Yeah, I feel like there was always a pretty big, like, gathering of Sonic fans online. It's just a very, like, sort of... It's a type of fandom that's like, you know, that wants to conglomerate and talk about things. Like, everybody likes Mario. Like, even I like Mario. Who who doesn't like Mario? But, I mean, I don't feel like there's such a strong, like, Mario fan. Mario wasn't as cool. You know what I think it is? I feel like Sonic, especially, like, in the early 2000s, Sonic was much bigger of a presence than it is today, probably. But also that, like, Sonic was always, like, the underdog to Mario. And so, True. like, there was, like, more of a reason mm-hmm. to want to, like, be a Sonic fan and, like... Yeah, more of a that. reason to, like, yeah, fly it and you fly your flag and be like, look, at let's all come, like, talk about how great Sonic mm-hmm. is and all this shit. Yeah, yeah. like, um, yeah, I can definitely see that. And, and like you said, like, I... It is weird, like, like I feel like like there's younger Sonic fans today who really like Sonic, and I'm very grateful for that. That like it's not just a like fan base of jaded thirty year olds like me, but like <laughs> I appreciate the younger Sonic fans. But like I don't think they can ever understand just how like big of a like cultural thing Sonic was in the '90s. He was huge, and then yeah, like you said, even going into the 2000s, like there was that just that residual. You know, before Sonic 06, people really did hold the series in pretty mm-hmm. high regard. You know what I mean? I think That's Sonic Heroes was, down. like, one of the first... Sonic Heroes and Shadow the Hedgehog were, like, some of the first big, like, what the fuck is going on here moments. Even though I really like Heroes. 
I Heroes agree with is, you. Heroes was good. I, I think it was just, it wasn't as good as Adventure 2, but I don't think it was, most people I, I like Heroes. I think it's a good game. I'm not a big whole, fan of like the multi I was seeing all stuff, the hate but. for Sonic 06. That was where it really crashed. That, that was the was absolute the Shadow, yeah. you're absolutely right. Shadow was sort of a laughing stock. That's when the, they jumped the shark. Of that, but, but the thing was that Shadow was so easy to be like, well, it's not a mainline yeah, game. I mean, it's Shadow. Yeah. It's a spinoff. It's this. It's that. Sonic 06 wasn't just like a mainline game. They, they used the, it was, it's not even called Sonic 06. The, the name is Sonic the Hedgehog. They were so confident they wanted to give it like a reboot style <laughs> title for some fucking reason, which was stupid in and of itself. But God, yeah. Um, to me, it's not that uh, Heroes and Shadow are bad specifically. It's just that it, everything to me personally had a weird sort of it felt different after the Dreamcast. Like it was cool on one hand. I loved having like Sonic Advance. Like, wow, it's Sonic on a Nintendo yeah, yeah. console. That's so oh, incredible. That. It was so weird. Yeah. It was awesome, and it is awesome. I really do think it's cool. I, I like. I'm glad that that Adventure Two battle is on GameCube, but like, it it just felt different to me. It felt like a soft reboot. Like you know what I mean? Like Heroes was like they sort of cut out a lot of the the guff from like Adventure and Adventure, and they kept they really streamlined it down so like anyone could jump in, and it's sort of. Again, it feels really dumb to say this because it's a it's a franchise for kids, but they sort of like made it even more for kids in like Heroes. You mm. know what I mean? But then weirdly, they sort of went too far the other direction in Shadows, where they tried to make it too hard for adults, but like a child <laughs> version of what you think an adult is. You know, where you say "damn" and then there's guns or whatever. So it was what, pretty badass. What is the perfect 3D Sonic game in your eyes then? Like, uh, not, so it, not of the ones that exist, but like the one that you would make if you had the ability to. Right. I would love for them to take the all the things that worked about the adventure games and then just cut out the parts that don't. You know what I mean? Like, like you can even do boost if you really wanted to have something like that in the game. I'm kind of over the style of boost gameplay. I don't hate it, but it's just like we've had it for so long and they've pretty much mm -hmm. done all they can do with it. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, if, yeah. I would love to be proven wrong if they somehow could make some amazing new innovative game using boost. I mean, I would play it, but I mean... I'm just I feel like it just it visually cool, looks cool, but it's not yeah, that. Yeah, it looks cool. It, interesting I feel like for a couple games, it was a fine style, especially since they really needed something different after 06. What boost does best is it gives you that sense of speed. And like when if you're able to like react and keep up the momentum with that boost speed, like it feels really, I don't know, exhilarating, I guess. Okay, I want yeah. I want to say something. Hold on. Generations with that gameplay. Maybe this is controversial and I want to see what you think, Cybershell. I always felt like, okay, growing up, like w w during this era of the internet, right? Everyone was always saying Sonic is about speed. Sonic is about speed. And it's like, and I kind of felt that way, right? Because that's like ingrained in his brand, his personality, whatever. But if you really go back and you play the original Sonic games, they're not like that much faster than Mario. They're just, uh... they're not like a significantly <laughs> about speed. That's just sort of that. what happens at some sections in the levels. Is that? So it's interesting. Like they are about speed, but it's like people just don't, people just can't fucking agree on what that means. Like the boost games are about speed because you can press the boost button and then instantly be going a million miles per hour. Whereas the Genesis games were more about like you can get speed and then the challenge is keeping that speed. You know what I mean? It's about maintaining the speed using momentum and like slopes and stuff. It's not necessarily about... The stages are designed so you can go fast, but like it's not necessarily you will automatically go fast, especially your first time through the stage. You can mm -hmm. play it a little more cautiously if you want it. Whereas, like, it's funny because, like, yeah, if you play Mario perfectly, if you if you run run the whole time, like, Mario goes pretty fast fucking, like, if you put him side by side with Sonic, like, Sonic's... Isn't that, like, uh, wasn't Sonic partly inspired by speedrunning Mario? 
Or yeah, something. exactly. Uh, Yuji mm. Naka, I believe, said infamously, like, because he likes to play the first Mario game, but you the, and you can like fuck around with warps to get to the, some of the later stages, but you always have to play one dash one. So he would just get and have like, how fast can I do one dash one? It was just like the the joy of being able to like run the entire time and nail all your jumps. Like he's like, that's kind of a fun thing to get good at so he sort of they wanted to design a gameplay that sort of captured that style of like mastering it and i'm definitely I have said in the record on the record you know the first game sonic one was very mario e and had a lot of like mm-hmm. waiting for platforms and it wasn't right. quite as refined you can really 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 feel this in two three they sort of toned it back a bit and there's a little more climbing a little more exploration a little more it's not quite as like streamlined like because in two you can basically be like running the entire time for sure but um yeah, that's what I liked about Mania was that it was really like, uh, you know, it, it's it, rem- it reminded people that Sonic doesn't have to be going fast all the time. It just has that he can go fast. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, that's, that's like what the, the boost games are missing is I feel like they have they don't really have good platforming. Yeah, okay, so that's the thing. Yeah, when you're going fast in the boost games, everything's great. But during those brief moments where you have to, like, walk around, it feels terrible. I don't know what it is. Yeah. I can't even properly explain it. It's but like yeah, not to the platforming. To move yeah, it, the, exactly. The game is literally not designed for that kind of platforming. So it just doesn't feel right. Mm. The jumping, the air movement, none of it feels right. Whereas when you're boosting, everything feels fine. It's just shitty because when you make that kind of gameplay, like, think about how much level design you have to make and how fast you go, like, buy it. You know what I mean? It takes so long to make a boost level and then you beat it so fast. Unless you really are one of the people which I don't blame you for not who's like going to be willing to play them multiple times just to really get into it that's just not yes. how people play games nowadays it's not that not that people don't replay games like it happens but like you know back in the day back in like when you get a Genesis game that is one hour long and you played like you paid $60 for it there's an implicit understanding that you're going to play it more than one time you know what I mean yeah exactly Sonic levels I think are definitely difficult to design when you're trying to account for speed and like platforming and there it's a tough it's a difficult yeah. task compared it's to interesting. Like Mario. People, I, would say. I mean, yeah, if, I, they're like Mario Maker came out, and that's just a fun, uh, like adorable, like really cool, awesome project. And I really like that game in theory. But then it's like you know, ninety nine point nine percent levels are like unplayable dog shit. The ones that are good are great, but like it's hard to make a good Mario level. And guess what? Making a Sonic level is a lot harder than making a Mario level. Yeah. I so I don't have a lot of hope that Sonic Maker is, like, what the thing that could save the franchise. Although there are super talented Sonic fans out there who can make levels. It's just, like, even a lot of the good fan games, a lot of the levels still feel a little fan game. You know what I mean? Yeah, they have, like, moments that, are, that just don't feel like they make sense. If right. I don't know how else to put it. Yeah. It's like, yeah, it just feels a little amateurish. And again, it's not even like I play and I'm like, oh, I'm scoffing at how bad it is. It's just like, you know, like, oh, it's just like, you know, it's not the thing that has had multiple iterations of playtesting and professional designers go over, which again, I'm not expecting that out of a fan game, but it happens, you know what I mean? Whereas with like, I don't know, I feel like a good Mario Maker level, like the best ones are definitely, it might as well be official practically. I mean, some of them are a little too Kaizo-y, you know, they try too hard to be hard. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, you can make a good, like, quote unquote, fair level. Definitely, I, yeah. I want to take a moment to um, do a little mini game here where we each give our best Sonic voice impression, just like one line. Could be any era of Sonic, any game. Doesn't even have to be exactly what he said. I want to, to see which one of us has the most accurate Sonic voice, which I feel like is an iconic part of his character. Any I feel era? like you're right. It is an important part of his, part of his character, like his attitude, his voice. Um, yeah interesting i'm not good at this but I'll, I'll 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 think of something sam okay uh this is genesis era sonic 
Opa. That's uh, Sonic <laughs> getting an air bubble. <laughs> yeah, I got, I got that. I was laughing at that. Um, I, was like, I was like, classic Genesis. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let me um, let me do a real one now. <clears throat> oh, okay. Um, what the fuck does he even say? Um, I'm trying to think of something from Sonic Adventure 2. Um, okay. He's like, uh, that's not, he's a faker. To What's the, that to Shadow, line in reference to? To Shadow, he calls Shadow a oh, faker. Oh, right, right. Come on, Tails. Let's catch this faker. Classic. Just classic. Yeah. I love Sonic Adventure 2, honestly. Yeah, it is a great game. Cybershell, we're waiting on you. Uh, what you see is what you get. I'm just a guy who loves adventure. I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> okay, nice. I like that. That was good. What was that one from? That's uh, that's also from SA2. <laughs> oh, okay, I clearly haven't played SA2 in a long ass time. Right, I literally just played it. <laughs> Every time I want to play it, I get to a Tails or a Botanic yeah. level, and I'm just like, Ugh. I hear you. Wow. <laughs> See, okay, maybe I'm in the minority, and maybe I would think differently if I played it now, but I remember as a kid, I liked those levels. They were slow, but like it was kind of fun. I don't know. Here's the thing. I I, I I just had a whole rant like defending them. Like like if you don't like them, I'm not gonna be like, how dare you not like these stages, which clearly aren't like what the traditional person thinks of when they think of a Sonic level. But like, yeah, it, it's kind of weird. I like the Gamma stages in SA1, and these are the Mech stages are kind of like a refined version of that. So I don't understand why everyone like loves Gamma but hates the Mech stages. But the Mechs are a lot slower and clunkier and like heavier. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's like and longer. The stages are and longer. that too. Some of the stages Slow can pace. be a little overly long. The weird thing is. Some of the, I feel like a lot of the Eggman stages in SA2 are actually pretty good, but like all the Tails levels kind of suck. It's weird. What about Eggman the has some better hunting? designed. Um, that's another one where I personally kind of like them. Although even even me, I'll I'll occasionally get like a, an emerald shard where it's just in a weird location. I can't find them. It's like what the fuck is this bullshit? This sucks. But like, mm. um, I do I do in theory like I don't think the idea of like searching for things is such a bad idea for like I don't I don't mind the alternate play styles in theory. It's just. I get, I get why some people do. Some people just wanted it to be like Sonic the whole time. You know what I mean? Well, so then, if for that, I, that from that question earlier when I asked, like, what's your perfect 3D Sonic game? Would you or wouldn't you be cutting these elements from Sonic Adventure Two? Um, I don't. I think if my ideal Sonic game would be more like Sonic Adventure One in the sense that Sonic had way more stages than any of the other characters. It needs to be mm -hmm. at least half, if not more, Sonic style gameplay. And then I think ideally you could either have other characters as either optional play styles or maybe like, you know, um, again, how it did in SA1 where it was like you could do all the Sonic stages and then if you wanted to, you can tackle the other ones. The way, the reason people hated Big so much in SA1 wasn't because that he was in the game. It's because that you had to play him to beat the game. You know what I mean? That's like yeah. people don't hate alternate play styles just because they exist. They hate the game for like making you do them. And that's what I was sort of saying about SA2 was that it'll give you uh, like the beginning of SA2 is great. You get a Sonic level, then a quick Knuckles level and a quick Tails level, and then two more Sonic levels in a row. Everyone's like, yeah, this is great. But then it hits you with this part right in the middle where you have to do Mission Street, and then you have to do a Knuckles level. You have to do two Tails levels and two Knuckles levels before you get back to Sonic. And that like, I feel yeah. like kills a lot of people. Isn't there a Rouge racing level somewhere in between that's there? That's the Mission Street, I think. 
Uh, no, that's no, uh, Route not. 101. But yes, Tails and Rouge both have uh, oh, this yeah. weird oh, mini-game where you have to drive a car. It's like car <laughs> racing. It's so totally pointless it's and superfluous weird. that I always forget that it exists until I'm sitting there playing yeah. it. I'm like, oh, yeah, this part. It's so short. It's one stage. If it was more than one stage, I feel like I would I think a you're lot like of people chasing be hating the it. president or something. Yes, as Tails, level. you're chasing the president, and as Rouge, you're chasing Tails, which is kind of funny. <laughs> the plot of that game, I, I mean, I'm sure it's kind of like cringy and whatever dated or whatever but i remember just certain things about it it was the, probably the most serious sonic game certainly by that point Dude, i still unironically will go up to that i think that has a great plot like it's not like shakespeare it's not like the greatest like compared to the greatest movie ever written it's not like that level of a solid I disagree. Plot. It's but there's exactly some like amazing set pieces there's some amazing scenes there's a lot of really mm. memorable moments it feels like a fun coherent adventure where they're continually moving forward like okay all this shit's happening where sonic has to bust out of the prison island the space arc was the- so cool the <laughs> ending fight with the what was it the ultimate life form and then like that it was music a cool and story, the, yeah yeah the, yeah that's it I feel like amazing. okay so all I feel it has a good progression throughout it and then I feel it has a very good climax I feel like a lot yeah. of people that are like, oh I don't feel they get they feel like it goes too hard on the weird shit with Gerald Robotnik and like the firing I squad like it does get a little I liked it too I never that never bothered me but I understand that there's some people have an issue with it but I feel like the the finale is so good dude the bio lizard fight when you're out in space with live and learn playing dude that is such a good it's finale really badass. Yeah. It's really good. I feel like you have to be really jaded to be like, this is totally lame. Like, you don't have to think it's the coolest thing in the world, especially as an adult. But I, I, I think it's cool. I always see it as through the eyes Honestly, of a kid like, still. Especially compared to Sonic Adventure 1, I feel like the story's so much... Like, the Sonic Adventure 1 story I would never got me hooked at all. I, I like, really didn't care Here's about the, about the SA1. stuff and... Yeah, okay, so I have this weird thing where I just, like, love Rashomon-style stories where you can see, like, multiple perspectives going at once. So the idea of seeing, like, the same sort of thing sort of events you can see it from like multiple like six right. different perspectives that is in theory i like that it's only as i've gotten older and replayed it, i'm like oh they actually don't really do that much with this like they could have done a lot of cool interesting things but it's mostly just used to force feed you the exact same fucking cutscene again exactly, the exact yeah. same boss fight it's not as well done whereas i feel like in uh in two you basically got that with the hero and dark story they exactly, basically yeah. got like, i so i feel like i got what i needed from that so yeah i definitely strongly prefer everything about the story and just the presentation of that and the way it's done in two. Although I still, there's a lot of things about one I like. And there's a lot of things about two I like. But uh, how do you guys yeah. feel about that? Well, there's two. There's two examples of this. When Shadow and Mar- Shadow and Maria's relationship, first of all, but also in Sonic 06, you kind of had something similar with Sonic and uh, what was her name? Like the the princess or whatever. Princess, princess Elise. Right. <laughs> I feel like um, that might have started furries. Uh, well, I mean, I, I think Sonic has been there. generating furries in the fandom for way longer than that, all the way back to, like, Sally Acorn on Sadam, you know what I mean? I feel like mm, people, like, Sonic, true. I mean, furries existed before Sonic, but yeah, that's I definitely true. feel like it probably... Is proof of that? I'm not going to... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure there's, like, furry art dating back to, like, the They probably started from Space there's Jam, a, realistically. I'm pretty sure there's a down-the-rabbit hole about furries that's, like, de- detailing the origins. Because that is actually weird to think, but yes, literally, furries... Literally down-the-rabbit hole. Somewhere. <laughs> that's good sonic that's was good. like the greatest thing that. to happen to but, um, the furry community yeah. oh yeah I was, I was about to say like i'm Since not i'm at no point denying that sonic was no doubt like a gateway drug into furryism for like a lot of people <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure like it definitely oh, yeah. turned a lot of people to the dark side as it were but uh i don't think i don't think maria and shadow it was that bad i mean i think they were just like friends or whatever they don't kiss on screen or anything if it was like that so at the very least she she's the the common sense to die in the past 50 Wait, years does Elise ago. kiss Sonic? 
Yeah, that's that like one the most infamous uh, part never, of Sonic I've 06. I've like never played Sonic 06. The, the finale of Sonic 06, Sonic dies. Sonic literally dies. And then at least kisses him and brings him back to life. It's like the shittiest Whoa. Disney movie moment of all time. <laughs> it sucks. I mean, I'm not, I wish, there's, I mean, I wish I could take on, like, I, I should have just done this as a bit a years ago and, like, stuck to it, right? Like, d- defended Sonic 06 and pretended that there's nothing wrong with it. That'd be a hilarious bit, but it's, <laughs> there's so much wrong with it, it'd be really hard to maintain. <laughs> it's funny, people, like, I, I will say, like, like whenever I see non-Sonic fans, like, anytime someone, like, brings up Sonic, oh, remember Sonic 06? Like, dude, that was, like, fucking 15 years ago. Like, that was, like, half the entire lifespan of the series, the franchise, ago. <laughs> and people are still bringing that up like it's the most relevant. It's not relevant, but it is legendarily bad, and it does deserve to be mocked. So I'm not at all saying, you can't make fun of that. Oh, you can make fun of that. Believe me, I have. But it's just... It was just the peak of the Sonic Dark Age, and I feel like that Dark Age left a stain on the reputation of the character. Yeah, 06, I don't. I feel like 06 is a good contender for, like, nothing has ever tarnished any franchise's reputation as much as that one <laughs> game did for, like... Because, like, it was just such a confluence of events. Like, it's so bad on every level. Like, technically, it's bad. The loading screens are bad. Yeah, wasn't the that the main issue? Bad. The core gameplay is bad because it wasn't refined <laughs> enough. Maybe it had more time, it could have been okay, it was but so it wasn't. Glitchy, they, yeah. they rushed it out. They had... The, it's, a, it's like a... A written fact they, they rushed it out so it would be out for holiday seasons because they just it's wanted like to make the it cyberpunk of sonic games literally is it's it, it was rushed and it was just half baked and they were just like we have to put it out to make money not that like again i'm I specifically saying it has structural elements like the story is bad the weird thing is like it has a weird shitty time travel thing that's just so convoluted and pointless like that's all bad the whole sonic story is bad the kissing is bad weirdly the shadow story it's not that bad. It's honestly like whatever. He just like does his own thing. Apart from tying into the time travel shit, like people expect T- Shadow to be like the cringiest character. He was probably like, the least cringe part of 06. He doesn't really do anything that. He bad. had his cringe with uh, Shadow the Hedgehog, so he got it out of the way. Exactly. Yeah. Very much so. In fact, he. In fact, that's a, the, one of the worst parts about Shadow is that in Son- SA2, I have no problem at all with Shadow. He's a completely good character. He has a complete character arc, and by the end, he's like chill and a good guy. Then he yeah. dies, and it's like okay, what a good character. But then like. You know, they, he was too good of a character. They had to bring him back so he could sell toys and stuff. So they brought him back in Heroes, and unfortunately, they had to give him amnesia so they could just like reset his character. And oh, ever since I? then, he's kind of sucked Didn't ass. It, he just wasn't it like uh, there's like a million Shadow the Hedgehogs or something. Okay, so Heroes does this annoying thing where they bring back Shadow, but they don't explain why he's back. So they just leave in some weird hooks for the Shadow the Hedgehog sequel. Like they show us a, a scene where there's like a bunch of shadows and vats it, yeah. it turns out they're oh, all yeah, shadow androids or some bullshit like that it turns out yeah he is the actual real shadow they mentioned that in shadow the hedgehog but okay. i didn't like that they brought him back i here's the thing i like shadow now i'm kind of glad that he's still around but like at the time i was like ugh, why did they bring it back it doesn't make any sense and they ruined his character because they just made him the most generic edgelord ever you know, so he could you know be shadow on, um, yeah on sonic heroes i always thought that because it kind of, I was like, you know, I was I was one of these Sonic fans that kind of got introduced by um, Adventure Two on the GameCube and all that. For sure. But uh, I remember Sonic Heroes, and I remember thinking like, you know, this is cool. I like the, the cutscenes at the time were kind of cool looking. They were very glossy and like they had the CGI ones. The ones I made by Blur. Good CGI, I feel like. But the yeah. the robot Sonic 
as a villain, I just felt like it wasn't as interesting or maybe underutilized compared to... Uh, I, here's the thing. I love Metal Sonic, but I just hate the way they used him in Heroes. It's so weird. You yeah. don't even get a good fight against Neo Metal in his cool design. He turns into that giant fucking like, T-Rex thing or whatever. It's like, it's oh, like yeah. Metal yeah. Madness. Yeah. It's not... It just wasn't as good of a finale. It's not the worst finale or anything, but like Sonic goes super, but for whatever dumb mandated reason, like Tails and Knuckles aren't allowed to go super. They only had those weird yellow orbs around them. I never mm. liked that. That always rubbed me the wrong way. Um, yeah, the finale of Heroes didn't really do it for me. I, I don't know. Um, in theory, it's so weird. On paper, I would. I feel like I should love Neo Metal or whatever, but uh, they didn't really. They just didn't do it quite right. You yeah. know what Heroes had though? It had, in my opinion, pretty awesome level design. Yes. Okay. So here's the thing. Even when I was a Heroes like hater, I never. I mean, I'm not a, like a full on hater. I, I've come around on it a, a lot in recent years, talking to people who've liked it. But one thing I've always never been able to deny is it has some amazing looking levels aesthetically. Just amazing. They totally fit in with the universe. I just love mm -hmm. the stages. The in casino Heroes. levels were nice. Um, some of them gameplay wise were a little annoying, especially this bingo whatever highway bullshit. Oh, but yeah, God, I yeah. loved I loved the aesthetic of it though. I love I love casino levels in Sonic. So yeah, I, I really yeah. dug. I dug those, especially for the casino me, like, In fact, the, the, that casino level got turned into an amazing racetrack in yeah. Sonic and All-Stars Racing yeah. Transformed. The, uh, I forget what, what it's called. It was like a rainforest level with a bunch of frogs or something. That was like yeah. a point in the oh, game yeah. where I was like, oh, I actually kind of really like this now. <laughs> yeah, that's a good fucking level. I like that in the weird giant frogs. Again, there's some weird set pieces, but actually, yeah, I really like the stages in Heroes. Um, my only major complaint with Heroes Haunted is they make house. you play through the game four times with four teams. Why yeah. couldn't they just change up the level order a little bit? That could have gone a long way, you know what I mean? Hmm. Unfortunately, I have to play them the same stages in the same order four times yeah i mean you do different things they're slightly longer for team dark they're slightly shorter for team rose and then chaotix has their weird little objectives but uh i don't know okay i don't know if this is the time for this or not but i'm just gonna make the time find the I computer room we prepared uh <laughs> prepared a few sonic trivia questions for you oh, to yeah? test your knowledge i did my best to make them as challenging as i could i think i threw in like one or two easy ones but uh i don't know just imagine that this is, yeah, this is not actually. Okay, this is where the editing comes in, and we're there's music. Yeah, imagine like Grunty's furnace fun music is playing. This is very Banjo Kazooie game show. Okay, this is awesome. This is exciting. Okay, now okay. The first question. First question. Okay, what game did Sonic first appear in? Okay, so do you mean like, this is like, I'm going to be a technical you about have 30 this. Seconds. Do you mean, uh, okay, well, I'm just technically he first, oh, fuck, okay. I, I feel bad because I don't know the day, I don't know the name. He fears as a little racing do dongle doohickey in, in a game that came out before Sonic the Hedgehog 1. Like, he technically, if you count that as an appearance. That I mean, is the not... game I am referring to. Okay. What game is well, I, I half, I half got it right because I can't fucking remember what that game's called. Okay, it's called Radmobile. Radmobile, that's right, yes. We'll give you a 0 0.5 out of 1 for that. Okay. Okay. I knew it had to be a trick question, because it was like, why would you give me that if the answer was Sonic 1? That doesn't make any sense. So you had to be referring to the fucking little ornament Sonic. Again, yeah. I feel like if I wanted to be a dick, I could be like, you know, that's not really Sonic. That's just a Sonic doing It's an appearance. I don't know. It was okay. a, it counts as, yeah, you're right. It, it does count down. as an appearance. as a cameo, <laughs> for sure. It's on the uh, wiki page, I believe, so... So this this will show up on the screen, but uh, where does what game is this, and where is it? I'm just gonna send so a picture. Th this in the is chat. literally a fucking banjo kazooie question. It, yeah, see this picture on my screen. Do you know where you have been? 
Damn. That is one blurry ass fucking texture. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I don't know, man. I, I I'm not gonna be able to guess that one. That that kind of looks. I'll like give it's you from a an adventure zoomed game. out version of it slightly. Oh, that looks more familiar, but I'm still I, I like I see the Eggman face. It almost looks like it's on fucking Skydeck, but I don't remember any blue water or whatever that is. It's freaking me out. Pretty close. Pretty close. Uh, it's. Do you want me to tell you, or do you want to one you, more guess? You can just tell me. It's all good. So this is just on the egg carrier. Ah, okay, that makes more sense. I was like, yeah. there's no water in Skydeck. What the fuck? And it's just like a weird, uh, like boundary oh, break camera angle. Right. Okay. Now that you say that, yeah, I feel like I get it more now. <laughs> okay. Yes, for sure. <laughs> See, I, I was had to be some egg-related so thing good. based on the like the uh, the uh, based on the, the uh, just the, yeah the red and the. Um, just the weird, like, low, like, I don't even know what you'd call that. It's, like, some sort of metallic, like, just junk texture, but, like, yeah, like, like that's very Eggman-y. Computer chip type. Okay, thing. I also have a, a trivia question. Can Does this work into your... I have at least one that I'm going to throw yeah, in yeah. here. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so, uh, I'm, I'm uploading this image right now. Why did Dr. Eggman throw away this robot? Emerald as a Emerald. The gizoid or whatever? Yes. Well, I mean, there's, are you asking for the reason that they state in-game? Because I'm probably not going to be able to give, unfortunately, because it's been a hot eon since I've played Battle. But, like, if you remember at the fucking end of the game, he has a complete shit fit. He has, like, complete meltdown. Fucking mm -hmm. Emerald has to be destroyed. He has to be put down like Old Yeller. And it's, like, the saddest scene in any video game I've right. ever played. But why? Okay, this, well, there you go. You're, you're close. He's a shitty little alien monster. Mmm... I don't know if I can accept that answer. Can, can we give that a 0 0.5 or is that a 0? Okay, well here's the reason and then you can help me determine. The reason that Dr. Eggman threw him out is because he was uh, a self-aware robot who wasn't listening to Dr. Eggman's commands. And then Sonic and his friends basically befriended him and then taught him how to fight and everything. Right. Yeah, and then they reused his... Uh, well, they do sort of reuse... They, they bring it back in the form of Gemeral, which is a different robot, but, like, you know, I, I thought it was kind of cool that they, they, they make Battle Cannon in Advance 3 by having, like, another Gizoid-type design, but... Uh, yeah, that was yeah, sick. Em Emerald is a very interesting and cool character. I love Battle, but, like, I don't... The actual act of sitting down and playing Battle involves a lot of filler, a lot of padding. Really? I, it's I, been a long time since i played it. I have good memories of it, but, like... Yeah. Okay, so the core gameplay boring? is, like, good. It's a cool, good game. Like, I love the idea of, like, a weird, like... No, it's not isometric, but it's like a Sonic fighter kind of that you can yeah. walk around in an arena. It's really cool. It's just like the story involves a lot of you have to fight someone, and then they have like ten stock, and then as soon as you're done fighting them, like okay, that was just the warm up. Now do it again, and you have to. It's like there's a lot of that bullshit. <laughs> it's kind of repetitive, yeah. Yeah. Again, it's it's one of those annoying things where it's like I want to say it's a great game, but just because of annoying things like that, it's hard to like flat out recommend. But I do love battle. Like I love, like I want to play. I should like look into like. Getting it like finding like a raw mag or something. See if there's anything that can just. I guess I could just use like speed up to skip. Some I almost of that I forgot about Gemeral, but you're right. Sonic at the end of Sonic Advance Three, he shows up, and that game I thought that was definitely the height of mobile uh, mobile Sonic games or like. Advance whatever, like, Three had some Sonic. very interesting things with like the team mechanic. I love that. Honestly, yes. I thought that was a really great gimmick. Oh, yeah. I really did. I you know I was a little hard on the Advance games in the past because I used I really to just harshly because I really love yeah. I, I, the first one was the only one I had for a very long time, and I really 
really liked it, but I always just unfairly compare it to like Sonic 3 and Knuckles. So it's like, it's not quite as good as the Genesis game. But like for what it is, like on a handheld, it has way less screen real estate to work with, a lot less pixels. But um, they still managed to make a very a beautiful sprite. I love the aesthetics of those games. Absolutely gorgeous artwork. And mm -hmm. yeah, they actually managed to like make a pretty good, like, okay, like version of a classic Sonic type game with Advance 1. And then Advance 2, they sort of went in a different direction. They had this more like speed, linear, and then they had the boost system, which wasn't how it is in the 3D games exactly. You have to be running and when you get max speed, you get boost. I wasn't After quite as big of a fan of, of 2, but I had some people like who told me that that was like their Sonic game growing up and they really mm -hmm. loved 2. And like looking at it like that and like going back to it, now that I can appreciate it for what it is and not just get stupidly mad at it for not being a Genesis game, I really do see what it does right. It does have some weird like level design things, a yeah, lot of bottomless I was pits. Say, like, the, that's what I was going to say. Like I remember it really relies on so a lot of annoying pits. Yes. It, it, they're there's definitely I'm not saying it's a perfect game by any means. It's just I used to really be hard on it. Now I sort of see the appeal. But then for three, they did a lot of things I liked from two, but then they reined it back a bit. It's not quite as like crazy with the bottomless pits. And I really like the team mechanic. Again, it's not my favorite game I of all time. I think there was even a Chow Garden, but I couldn't figure out exactly how to use it. In, in yeah, I was never really same. I never really fucked around with the handheld Chow Gardens. They always just felt like you know. <laughs> I thought it was wanted... a good idea though. Like that'd be yeah. Sick. It's not. It's not a bad idea at all for sure. But I just. I mean, I was like you know, if I wanted to fuck around with a Chow Garden, just load up Sonic Adventure yeah. Two Battle. But I feel like nowadays, especially, it's wild they haven't brought back the Chow Garden for some sort of like app or mm. something. You know what I mean? It's like. Chow Garden is like Pokemon free money, go. guys. People love the Chows. And it's so funny. Yeah, they're, they're like teasing. Wow. They go out of their way to like tease people with Chow. Chow are in the comics. They're in They're in the games now. You can race as a Chow in Team Sonic Racing. And they're like in the background. I think of they're a lot making of a comeback. Games. People like I Chows. feel like, yeah. It's like they, they know that and they've been doing this for so long. I feel like we like, dude, if they made a new Sonic game, with, like it doesn't even have to be good. If they just announced it as a Chow Garden, people would probably be a lot more forgiving of it. You know what I mean? Right. People would probably Should like they that have shitty. felt it differently though? I always thought it, it was so confusing. I, I, I've heard that from a lot of people. Like, I'm used to it, so I don't care. I, I never but felt yes, that I definitely, way. definitely get that. Having Chaos and Chow in the same game was <laughs> yeah. definitely confusing to people. Oh, yeah. I get that. I get that. People call it Chaos. Yeah, yeah, that is, stupid, is just yeah. spelt Chaos. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I definitely hear you. I feel that. <laughs> When Sonic Advance 1 came out, like, I feel I feel like it was already at that point in time where people were so hungry, or at least I was so hungry for a classic Sonic game again, that I was like, holy exactly. shit, this is like, this is the kind of like the, the Genesis games, this is the greatest thing ever. And it exactly. was like the, the, it was like the game to do that for me until Mania, basically. Yeah, I really do like Advance 1, and I feel bad. I think I have them, like, pretty harsh on them just because, again, comparing them to, like, the peaks of, like, Mania and Sonic 3 Knuckles is a little hard. But, like, yeah, Advance 1 did a great job, uh, and it, uh, iterating on the Sonic formula, it added a new playable character with Amy, who had a just interesting thing where she couldn't do all the same moves as everyone else, which I thought was cool. Mm -hmm. um, she's almost like a harder mode in a way, which is kind of interesting. Um, yeah, and it did a lot of right aesthetically. It even had a little cute little like boss rush thing at the end where you get to fight yep. like uh, you know a the guy from bosses. one and two. I thought that was really cute. Like I love I love little touches like that. That really meant a yeah. lot to me, honestly. And yeah, for a long time, yeah, fans were crazy desperate for two D anything. 2D. We had nothing for so long, and that's why we were so eager to eat up that dog shit that was Sonic 4. And we're like, oh, this is terrible. Oh, but like, we, so people bad. wanted it. People were wanted that kind of shit. But uh, unfortunately, Sonic 4 didn't pan out. But we did sucks. at least have the advanced games. Those were a good dose of 2D when we needed it. And the first Rush game, like for similar reasons, I liked a lot. 
I love yeah, Sonic. Yeah, you know, it's so funny. I It's funny. I really am like, it's funny. When I'm playing like colors and it's a 2D section and I'm like boosting, I'm like, I don't really dig this so much. But when I'm on Rush, it's like everything that's a handle. It's a, it's a design. The whole game is 2D boost gameplay. It has a lot aesthetically going on that it I absolutely well. adore. I like the two screen gimmick, actually. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. I thought it would be annoying, but it's actually kind of cool. Great soundtrack. They got fucking Hideki oh, from yeah. Jet Set Radio. Yes. Like, what the hell? It's they didn't so have good. any... Yeah. Obviously, all Sonic so- soundtracks, more or less. There's a couple exceptions, I know. But most Sonic soundtracks are absolutely banging. But that one in particular is incredible. It. it brought, like, Blaze, who's actually a fun, cool character and not, like, annoying. And she can, like, play pretty much as good as Sonic and stuff. Yeah, Rush is great. I really do like Rush, honestly. It's not like... Again, I always have to just clarify this. Like, I mean, Mania is my ideal, like, 2D, basically. But, like, I like I like that it's different. The fact I used to not like things because they were different from what I wanted them to be. But now I can just appreciate it for what it is. Hmm. Okay. Anyways, back question. to the trivia. Yeah. Oh, right. Yes, okay, we're this, doing This one will trivia. be a little bit easier for you. Uh, and this has... I'm giving you a, a bonus point here if you can answer this. So, the original question is... Name the islands that each of the original three Sonic games take place on, and for the bonus point, name the island Knuckles Chaotix takes place on. Oh fuck. Okay, so it's it's um, South Island, West Side Island, and Angel Island are the main yep. three. Fuck. God, I'm gonna have to take the L on that Chaotix one because I know it is a different. It's a different fucking thing. It's like some crazy carnival bullshit. It's actually weird. I should. I feel like I'm the one who especially should know this because I, I I I spent a long time being like, what the fuck is going on? Because like the English manual and the Japanese manual have like weird differences in Chaotix, and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And it's so weird that all these older games used to be like. You know, like the only like story, like there's no in-game text or dialogue explaining. You yeah. had to read the fucking manual if you wanted to know what was going on, which is crazy to and, think about. In like in-game transitions. Right, right. Oh yeah, it might even be on the because uh, yeah, Knuckles Cat. I said some insane like transition screens and like the act screens had like all this weird text and like a barcode on it. Yeah, I, yeah. Aesthetically, I really like fucking Knuckles Chaotix. I, I I want to love Knuckles Chaotix, man. I just. Uh, the gameplay, gameplay is, is fundamentally flawed, I believe, is the term I used. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the, um, the island is called... There's New two Tropic names. High or something. It's That's like, like New Tragic High Zone. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, see, I, I Wait, remembered it right at the end. What all from? It has some weird Knuckles fucking Chaotics. name like that. It was a um, 32X game, I think. That's no. correct. The uh, yeah. the Genesis add-on that nobody oh, fucking wow. bought. Okay. Yeah. 32x. It also I'm has sure most people only theme. know about that from the Angry Video Game Nerd episode. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that's when I found out about pretty much all the weird ass add-ons. Of I the actually Genesis. had a fucking 32x, <laughs> believe it or not. I had a fucking 32x, and I had two games. Where I had did you uh, find Chaotix. A 32x. I've never my dad seen got it at a yard life. sale, a literal actual uh, yard sale for like 20 bucks. It was like straight wow. up. They didn't want it anymore. <laughs> and yeah, I had that and I had one game called Tempo, which was actually a really cool game. I had two games and I expect the Sonic one to be the one I liked. And I was like, eh, this one's okay. I mostly just booted it up to like run around. And like, this game looks cool as hell. And then I wouldn't really like beat it. You know, I'd play a couple levels and be like, okay, whatever, I'm done now. Or I'd use the cheats yeah. just to go right to the end. <laughs> it was kind of a boring game, unfortunately. Right. Um, it's so, so sad. Knuckles never got another. Uh, he never got another chance to shine and stretch his little red legs and be a, like a star. You know what I mean? <laughs> In fact, he barely gets any playable appearances anymore at all. But like even back then, it was weird, man. They really wanted Knuckles. He was like the Shadow the Hedgehog of the era. You know what I mean? Like he was Sonic's rival. Now he's just Sonic's you know, friend, I guess. I feel like there's been a whole thing where 
at some point everyone just got really annoyed with all the side characters so like sega has pulled back on it super hard they pulled back on it too hard though it's like like i like i get that like i get people in 06 in particular was because it, you had the three playable characters but then in the campaigns they had moments that they would force you to play as other characters and then those characters were even less like well designed of a game style than like the main <laughs> characters so it was like even more of a nightmare than regular sonic 06 so yeah, i can definitely understand people play a sonic 06 like i fucking hate sonic's friends but I feel like when people say they're like, hey, Sonic's Friends, they're not talking about Tails and Knuckles, are they? They're talking about everyone else, right? That's yeah, what exactly. I thought. But I, yeah, even then, they got Tails and Knuckles more or less got sidelined for quite a while. Which again, I, I don't even I don't even have anything against the idea of just a Sonic game with Sonic as the only playable character. If you want to do that, then fine, great, whatever. But like, I don't know. I just feel a little bad for, you know, guys like Tails and Knuckles getting sidelined so hard. They should definitely do more with them, but I mean... Sega, I feel like there's just no point in saying Sega should do blank right, with Sonic. Right, exactly. Yeah, I, I can't I can't get too emotionally invested in, like, you know, is the next Sonic game going to be Fan games like, should do I blank. So. Is the exactly, new right? Yeah. Yes. We're totally living in the age of fans taking over. I don't know if you saw this, but, like, I constantly used to bitch about I want the, uh, the, the mobile ports of Sonic 1 and 2 on PC because on the mobile ports are widescreen and have all these crazy enhancements that are, like, that make it the definitive way to play. But Sega just refuses to put them on PC for some reason. I was begging for so long and finally for all these years, a fan just said fuck it, and they have they put out uh, decompilation, so you can just uh, if you have the the game the game files, you can play them on PC now natively, which is just awesome. I love seeing fans decompile shit and get it running natively on PC, like they did with uh, Super Mario 64. I thought that yep. was the coolest shit. That was crazy. Got taken out super it, fast. Sega not really just, doing anything about the Sonic ones because they're cool. Yeah, yeah. Again, I really do appreciate that that Sega isn't as insane as Nintendo is and like Nintendo like you I mean fuck you know about it you fucking made a video like they're like actively malicious to these fucking like fans half the time it's crazy they'll show up at your door give you a cease and desist did well, you guys see that um they were like, like stalking documents? some guy yeah, yeah they're like stalking like his like daily like routine so they could like it, it wasn't even that bad they didn't want to like arrest him they were like trying to recruit him or something but it was still like Nintendo spies were keeping track of this mother like someone worked at Nintendo their job was to like stalk this guy that would be a cool job though not gonna lie you're like a Nintendo I mean, you're Ninja. an independent you're a private eye for Nintendo Come that on, would be cool. cool. Actually, that would be cool. The Nintendo <laughs> detective. <laughs> yeah. It's like more like Nintendo is turning into big tech or something. Like it's weird. Right. Mm. When I saw that, I was like, "Holy shit! This is so fucked up." He, it's like they Disney have, like, chat logs and everything. It is fucked up, dude. It's did like you ever what's hear happening that story with of the uh, the guy who uh, hacked Valve and stole an early copy of Half Life Two, and then and they then baited him. They're like, "We want to give you a job. Come yeah. come to America." We and they baited him out, and then they fucking arrested oh, him. Yeah. Oh yeah! my god! It was a sting operation. Oh yeah! I it was a flat out that. sting, and yeah, Are I don't they know allowed to do that. that? Yes. I mean, I think so. I mean, yeah, he was they like a working with yeah, they, they were working up, with the like, government to catch this guy. I think actually, it was yeah. like a planned sting. They operation. were working with law enforcement. Wow. I don't know. I really can't remember the exact details, but yeah, like he, like these big video companies, they, they they seem like oh, we just want to give you a job. I wouldn't have trusted Nintendo if that, <laughs> they offered me a job. As same, I would have been like, you're trying to yeah, arrest yeah. me, you know, <laughs> like for real. That's I, like, is um, that not like entrapment or something? Um, uh, I don't know. They they they. There was some technicality or something. I'm gonna have to look this up because it's actually an interesting story. But like, yeah, like he didn't like go to like he. I think he just got like a fine or something. He didn't get like that harsh of a punishment. He's like he's not in jail now. Or he's anything, actually in but... jail right next to Martin Shkreli. <laughs> yeah, the the high the highest of all criminals. <laughs> Are we still in the trivia game? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, of course. <clears throat> which oh, yeah. which two characters made their first appearance in Sonic the Fighters? 
Uh, first appearance. Well, are we counting? I would say technically there's uh, three if you really want to get into it because there's honey if she counts. But uh, mainly bark and bean are the two that really. Ah, yeah, those are the ones that I was know. looking for. I did not. Those are the ones that. Know. Yeah, honey is a cut character. She's not actually in the game, but you can like unlock her with like if you hack the game. And then I think they technically added an, an official way to unlock her in like the PS3 version, which I, I really appreciated when uh, you go in when they re-release old games like that. But uh, they restore old content. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's pretty cool. I didn't even know there was a PS3 version. Very yeah, surprising. I didn't for the longest time. I thought I for there was um I, the GameWorks in Seattle had a Sonic Championship arcade cabinet. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. It's like wow, a Sonic fighting game. This is like it's just wild, you know. I mean, because you know, but now it's like it got released on Sonic Gems Collection, I believe. It was on PS2, I think. So it's 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 accessible now. It, then then it had a wider release on next gen. I, I'm not sure uh, if that was the latest release. I think it might have been honestly. I find it interesting that Bean is, like, all the other characters are like Sonic the Hedgehog, Knuckles the Echidna, Bark the Polar Bear, but Bean is Bean the Dynamite. <laughs> yeah, he's such a weird character. I don't know why they do this, but they'll, like, have random characters, like, tie into older lore of older games. Like, there's this old game called Dynamite Ducks, and it's like, it doesn't star Bean, but it has these weird ducks that, that like, they look just like him, but they're not, you know, then and one of them's blue, and his name is Bin, and then, like, if you, like, buy this like one random Japanese guidebook it like states like oh by the way Bin is Bean's father it's like what the fuck why is that <laughs> the case that is really random I I'm gonna use the restroom really quick but I can still hear you guys I'll be right back wow very professional that's the gush podcast ladies how right dare now. you use the restroom who do you, who do you think you are <laughs> just piss your pants like an adult yeah just pee into a cup <laughs> <laughs> okay okay in the meantime we'll do another question this one is this one's gonna test your knowledge of Sonic outside of Sega. Hmm. In Simpsons episode, Marge Be Not Proud, Bart oh, yeah, sees goes, a hallucination. Goes, Just take it, take it, take it, take it, take it, take that it, take it. That is correct. <laughs> if you were gonna ask what he says, that's that what he was says. exactly what I was gonna ask, and I was hoping that you would do the voice like that too. <laughs> um, yeah, you know that's funny. They reference that line from that Simpsons episode in Lego Dimensions. If you have Lego Sonic next to Lego Bart, <laughs> <laughs> are you serious? That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he says he says some reference where he basically just says take it, take it, take it. I was like, that's hilarious. Yeah, I, I loved seeing Sonic in The Simpsons, dude. I was, I was I was ecstatic to see that. I love that episode. <laughs> yeah, that's a. I mean, that's classic Simpsons era right there. Definitely. Well, that that's buy me Bone Stormer. Go to hell. Yeah. <laughs> what did I miss? Wow, that kid's. What does he say? He's like. So like he like looks at that kid and who's like yelling at his mom and he's just like that must right. be the happiest kid of all time. <laughs> right. He's like buy me too. I don't want to share with Caitlyn. <laughs> so yeah, good. that's a good bit. <laughs> wow, this game's amazing and I'm just on the name entry screen. Thrill, Thrill ho. ho. <laughs> that's such a good bit, dude. That's a great episode. I mean, yeah. obviously as a kid I just loved it because oh, dude, video games. I love video games. I love seeing video games on TV, even yep. if it's like whatever. But yeah, in The Simpsons, that was obviously some some good jokes. And it, that was one of my favorite fucking um and like they don't usually do like bits over the ending credits, but that is the Lee Carvello's putting challenge where yep, he's like, yep. You've selected power drive. Like, would you like to play again? You've selected no. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. There's some great timing in that one, yeah. Just yeah. recite that whole episode here. <laughs> well, I'm glad that you can because I'm like personally a huge Simpsons fan and am constantly blurting out quotes that no one understands. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of people 
in our like age demographic who had like the first like ten or so seasons of The Simpsons like ingrained into their mind. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. Deeply in there, <laughs> or like deeply affected the way like I like my sense of humor formed. You know what I mean? It's for the better, I think. Like those right. that, those old episodes hold up so well. I was just talking about this someone else who was like he didn't watch Simpsons as a kid and he's like oh I don't I don't think it held up it was just nostalgic I was like you motherfucker if you ever like, say anything like, bad about classy he... Simpsons again in front of me <laughs> did, was he saying that like just like after watching the old episodes or was he no just like... he, he was just saying he never really was that into the show he said he was just not a big fan and I, I I was like I was about to be like okay I'm gonna get this list of episodes you need to watch Last Exit of Springfield you need to <laughs> you only move twice you need to watch this episode or this episode and if you ever say anything bad about it after watching those episodes I'm gonna kill you motherfucker. <laughs> But uh, no, we're, it's good. I I mean I like I like joshing with my friends. I have friends who like straight up don't even like Sonic the Hedgehog, and they're always like teasing me about it. But it's like you know, I, I get it, man. I get it's not for everyone. If you don't like Sonic, that's on you. I mean, it's like I don't I don't. It's not for everyone. I, I get it. It's but I I think it's cool. I mean, I feel like a lot of people nowadays. If you if you like play the Sonic game and you just don't like it, then that is. You're well within your rights. I just don't like it when people don't like Sonic without even trying it because they're just like, oh, that's cringe, bro. I'm not going to play Sonic. That's too cringe. Like, people are so afraid of being cringe yeah. nowadays. I think some people embrace cringe, though. Right. I feel like I feel like the pendulum's swinging back the other way. People are, like, becoming, like, you know, people are so afraid of being cringe they forgot how to be based. Mm. <laughs> that's definitely a thing. My Like, my version of that in high school was, like, liking Weezer. It'd be like, I was like, oh, so super into their early albums and stuff like that. And then all my friends would just make fun of me and be like, Beverly Hills. That's your favorite song, right? <laughs> oh, <laughs> man. Like, Sonic guys. and Weezer have a lot of parallels, uh, <laughs> yeah. as pointed out by Mega64. <laughs> Is the but, white um, album Sonic Mania? Hmm. I think so. <laughs> sure. Or, or Generations or something. Or what's, Is that yeah, one considered like good? That. Yeah. Generations is, I think Generations is good. Yeah, people I like, like generations. Them. Yeah, um, I definitely like. There's things about it that I could nitpick all day long, but I really liked it. It, it basically it like it has a very toned down story, but for what it's trying to be, that's perfect. That's fine. It's just like a celebration. I mean, obviously, how could I not like generations? The whole game is about like jerking off Sonic fans, like <laughs> yeah. showing all these old levels. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even need to say I like it, but uh, probably the best they ever did. Boost like Unleashed, their very yeah, first agree. attempt. Weirdly enough, was almost perfect. They did a great job with the boost stages. But I feel like Generations refined it just uh, just a little bit more. It added like, and, more exploration and stuff like that. Yeah. And more platforming sections. Definitely. It felt like there were more routes to take, more little like nooks and crannies. And um, yeah. it's funny, like, it, like it's funny. I have had it like, gone back and forth. When, when, when Classic Sonic like, was announced and when he first played him, I was like, oh, these are really cool. They're so cute. I'm in 2D again. But I always knew it wasn't quite the same like physics. It wasn't quite as good as like the Genesis game. So when Mania came out, I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know. The classic Sonic and Generations. I mean, it's good for what it was, but I mean, it's you know, it's not that good. But then, like, Forces came out, and they also had classic Sonic. But the classic Sonic levels and Forces are fucking horrible. I don't know why. I don't know what happened. Yeah, but after playing those and going physics. back to the ones in Generations, I'm like, oh, actually, the classic Sonic stages in Generations are pretty well designed. And they do a lot of interesting things, like uh, like they'll tilt the camera forward. They'll do interesting things with it. You know, they'll be aware that it's in 3D. You can do interesting things with the camera and stuff. You know what I mean? It's not all just thinking, like... I remember thinking, what's that level of Sonic? It was the Speed Highway, I think. I remember thinking the classic right. version of Speed Highway was like super cool. Yeah, yeah, it had some really cool takes on like just to like I loved seeing like it was like the 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 it was like a less extreme version of the of the modern version of the reinterpretation of these stages. That's kind of a mouthful, but like 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 getting to see yeah like City Escape in two D with the ch truck chasing you was just yeah. really like, quaint and cute. I thought it was like I, I just liked it. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I really. Exactly. 
I like Generations. Generations is a solidly good game. I'll put my flag down there and say uh, I will defend Generations. I Again, there's just some people out there, you put them behind the controller and you let them play a boost stage and they just do not like it. It just goes too fast. It's like a racing game. I mean, if you think about it like that, it's not too much to think about. But I mean, some people just can't get behind that style of gameplay at all. So if you're not into that, you know, you probably won't like it. But I feel like if you go into Generations with an open mind, I mean, that's a pretty good game. Okay, bonus yeah, trivia so. question. What game is this screenshot from? That's technically from Sonic Jam, the uh, museum mode. Yes. It's not really a game, except it is a game, because they were going to make a 3D Sonic game on Saturn, but then it was just too late in the system's life cycle. This was after STI had canceled Extreme, and they're like, well, we're, we're just going to move development of this to the Dreamcast, but they didn't want to just take everything they had and throw in the trash, so they basically used it for just a interactive museum mode. You can walk around in Sonic Jam, which I thought was super cool. You can like look at old I like that, art that 3D and, like, commercials and style. shit. Oh, it's I love like... low poly Sonic too. I really wish yeah. we got a low poly Sonic game. Um, Sonic Robo Blast Two obviously is like a great fan game, and that if you can download a nice low poly Sonic model, which really sort of is like almost like the missing Saturn game in a way. But yeah, I love the low poly look of Sonic in Sonic mm. Jam. I really wish we could have gotten a game like that. Were you able to like? Did he have uh, like spin dash and all those like? Like, could you play around with his physics? Um, there, I don't even know if there was a spin dash. I don't think there was. It was mostly you could just run around. There were some springs you could jump on. Tails was flying around, and you could like jump into his arms, and he would carry you around. It was. It wasn't much of a physics demonstration. It was more just like, look, you can control Sonic in 3D. Which, believe it or not, just that was enough to like blow people's minds. Like, I remember enjoying Sonic R just because I was walking around in the third dimension as Sonic that. Day. I still love that game just because it's a cheesy, fun racing game, and it's like. It's an on-foot Sonic racer. What an interesting concept that has, yeah. for whatever reason, never been done since. Even though it seems like not that crazy of an idea, but I don't know. I guess it, in like in a canon sense, it makes more sense to have them in vehicles so that they're all right. actually able it's to fair. Compete. Plus, I mean, think about it. Sonic <laughs> likes to go fast. It makes sense that he would like to... Uh, he would want to be the fastest driver. And well, also, uh, I feel like it perfectly makes sense in a, in Transformed because that ships can they transform to a boat and a plane, which obviously Sonic can't fly, so he would need that... One spinoff I missed out on, but I always thought looked aesthetically kind of interesting, was uh, Sonic Air Riders. Riders, how was yeah, that? I, was gonna say, I actually I never really fucked around with Riders. That's one. That's it's on my list of I'm gonna need to like stream it and get into it. I, I feel bad that series sort of like it, it definitely has its fan base. It got like murdered by the Connect. The last game in the series was a fucking Connect game, and oh, I was like, no. well, that didn't do good at all. So they're like, well, no more Riders games, unfortunately. <laughs> um, connect. Yeah, it was a fucking but. Connect game, <laughs> right? Um, that's a death sentence. But uh, the first two. Mostly the first one, I guess. But I feel like here, uh, Riders and Zero Gravity, I think, are the first two, what they're called. I, I've heard mm -hmm. a lot of people defend them and like go on record saying that they're really, really fun and good racing games. I so thought the I'm aesthetic... The character design looks cool, like the cover art where it's like Sonic with the goggles and like that. Yeah, green I like that. Guy. You know, I, I like you don't it. have to go crazy if you're redesigning Sonic. Like you don't have to give him some crazy scarf and change all this shit up. Just give him right. some goggles <laughs> and like a, a board. Sonic it looks cool. Reference? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, actually, I'm sort of come around. Like Boom isn't that bad. The games are bad, but the show is all right for what it is. It's a side sub franchise. It didn't really need us to be a sub franchise. Like I don't know why Sega thought that was such a necessary thing, but like. I don't know. I feel like Riders is a perfect example of like a side franchise that nobody minded. And I like I didn't really play it that much, but like I liked the bird looking characters, the Babylon rogues. Yeah, they look all right. Yeah, yeah. It looks cool. Like it's like as a racing game for that Sonic. Looks like Bean the dynamite almost. He he does look like Bean, doesn't he? He's a green bird, except mm. he's like edgy. He's like the he's like the Shadow the Hedgehog version of Bean <laughs> for sure, dude. <laughs> um 
Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm gonna have to get into that. I, I, I've, I've had a racing retrospective on my like to do list for ages, where I talk about uh, R and then the transformed games. And the reason I haven't made it yet is because I need to sit down and do a deep dive into the entire writers sub series. It's so sad we never get like cool, weird spin-offs anymore. Sonic series used to have so many weird spin-offs. And like if they weren't good, like that one where he has a sword, Sonic the Black Knight or whatever, like oh, you know, I never actually really fucked around with the storybook games that much either. But like even if they weren't good, it was just a side game. It was just an experiment, you know. I don't feel like it damaged the brand that much uh... whereas now they only do main series games and if those aren't good those definitely do damage the brand like forces was not that good for the brand like i think that people looked at those storybook games as like almost main games especially since on yeah. the Wii, there was nothing so that's, else that's the thing that it's really easy for me to not let things like that affect my perspective because i can easily delineate what is and isn't a main series game because i am a huge sonic fan or whatever but yeah games like sonic boom like that's clearly to me a sub franchise is not meant to be infringing on the territory of the main series but for the average joe they don't know that they just go and they see the new sonic and he has the scarf and the it's not good they don't care that it's like you know a sub franchise they're not gonna hear that it's like no don't worry guys it doesn't affect the main series it's like it it's a new sonic game like that's all that matters you know what i mean if it's not good it's not good so i definitely hear you from that perspective and i know for some people the uh the, that first storybook game the one where he's like that, yeah the secret, secret rings, rings or whatever that one was not not very good apparently it was terrible it was so bad that's what i heard <laughs> oh i remember weird. that very one that, that one's like memory hold for me like i i remember hearing about it then never again because i guess it was just so bad yeah that uh, one doesn't really get brought up much by sonic fans apparently the sequel the black knight one was better but again i'm not really familiar mm. with those games to be honest like, I remember the Secret Rings. I legit couldn't figure out how to unlock the next level at some point. Like, right. it, wasn't, it wasn't just as simple as beat the level and continue. It was like, beat the level and then collect a certain amount of things repeatedly and do some weird objective that isn't obvious. And and that was a game designed fully around, like, the waggle control. So if you weren't, like, yeah. on board with that, if you weren't 100% on board with waggling, then you're not going to enjoy it either. Yeah, it was, like, constantly moving, and you can only, like, slow down by, like, tilting up the yeah. Wiimote Yeah, I think it was pretty new into the, the Wii's lifespan, so they were still, like, or if it wasn't new, it was, like, they were still figuring out how to make a game. It, it was one of the ones that relied on the gimmicks too much. Like, there's great Wii yeah. games that use a little bit of waggle. It's fine. It's but one of the ones that are, like, I mean, I like the Wii asking. version of uh, Shuffle that, was, that came with it. Hmm, for sure. I'm, well, I used to like yeah, that. Yeah, look at that, look at that Dark Spine Sonic. That was a weird transformation that was only seen in that one game. <laughs> Wait, which the game is this? Stripe. this is... That's from Seven that's Rings. From, yeah, that's from the Secret, Secret Rings. Rings. I never Rings. got to that point. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah I used cool. to have so many weird transformations. Uh, speaking of transformations. Uh, yes. I feel like there's this like parallel with Dragon Ball Z and Sonic. <laughs> Definitely is, definitely is. Like, it's pretty clear that they took some inspiration from the uh, Super Saiyan when they were making Super Sonic. And yeah. uh, even the, even beyond that, the seven Dragon Balls versus the seven Chaos Emeralds. There's right. definitely, like, Sonic has had this weird thing where it will just, like, straight up, like, steal elements from other franchises. Like, it stole the Death Star from Star Wars, but they made it the death <laughs> thing. They just put Robotnik's face on it. But, like, they never, like, it's bothered charming. me. Like, I always just love it. Yeah, it was, like, this weird Yeah, it doesn't feel of, like, egregious. Media elements. Yeah, it's like it's weirdly like original enough, while at the same time obviously being. It's because like, it's homage. in this absurd world of hedgehogs and fucking, right. you know, everything right. else that it's, Sonic has. It's so. clearly not like treading on Star Wars's toes to use a yeah. giant round <laughs> space station like that. And even then, they sort of like like the Death Star 
and Death Egg clearly was like the inspiration for when they were designing the Ark, which was more original feeling, you know, in SA2, or has yeah, like this weird space station. Yeah, I like that space station as a lot, like as a setting, like a giant laser, weird face looking thing. I thought the Ark was pretty cool. What I want to uh, see from Sonic is like we have Supersonic is Super Saiyan 1, Hypersonic is Super Saiyan 2, and Hypersonic is like the most badass thing that Sonic has done, in my opinion. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I want the next level. I, I would the... love to see a Super Saiyan 3 version of Sonic. First of all, it would look ridiculous if it was like straight up Super Saiyan 3 where his hair just grows out. But like, cool. I, I don't, I'm, I'm not super optimistic. Uh, like, I don't know why Izuka, the guy in charge, doesn't like, they don't like the, the, the Super Emeralds. The Super Emeralds only exist because there were seven emeralds in Sonic 3 and there were seven emeralds in Sonic and & Knuckles. And then when you put them together, oh, guess we have 14 emeralds. Uh, I guess there's this thing called the Super Emeralds now. But like apparently they think that's too confusing. Like they don't have they don't like having multiple levels of super transformation for Sonic, which I think is dumb because I agree. As a kid, I thought that was so cool having the Super Sonic, and then there's a level above Super Sonic. There was Hyper Sonic, yeah. and he has even more abilities. He's got that air dash, and he can kill everything on screen. And he and looks even, even cooler. Crazy. Yeah, he flashed all the colors of the emeralds, so he was like rainbow. But he wasn't like he wasn't like a glowing rainbow. You know what I mean? He was mostly like glowing white, but just like you could briefly see the other shades coming. It was a really cool aesthetic effect. Honestly, I liked it. And uh, yeah, I would love to see Hypersonic return and or a next level, but I would say don't get your hopes up for that happening anytime yeah. soon, unfortunately. Are we still in the trivia game? There's two questions left. There's two questions okay. left. This is the most unfocused trivia thing that's ever happened. No, that's right. <laughs> it's okay. It's an partially ongoing on thing. me. <clears throat> it's partially on me. <laughs> in Sega Sonic the Hedgehog, which is the yes. one badnik that you can kill? Oh my god. Okay, you, you got me. You here. don't have to name um, it. You don't have to name it. You can just describe it. I'm not really that familiar with Sega Sonic because here, let me explain why. It's because because uh, I don't have a trackball that I can play it with. I need to get one of those big, you know, ma like mice, like mice that have like a big fucking ball on them. Oh, because that right. game is supposed to be played with a trackball like and like I, that's why it. Yeah, exactly. It hasn't been included in any official compilation since then. I, you can get it on, you can play it on like an emulator or something. So I'm not saying like, oh, I can't play it. I'm not saying I couldn't have played it, but like. I feel it feels wrong playing it without the trackball to me, like because like the whole game experience was designed around rolling that ball, which is a cute little like if you're gonna make a Sonic game and give it a non-traditional like control scheme, giving it a giant trackball like roll around to control is kind of cute. But um, yeah, I'm familiar with a lot of little details and development history about Sega Sonic, but then you asked me like a basic gameplay question that <laughs> if you had beaten the game, you'd probably know, which I don't because I've never actually sat down and beaten it. Well, the answer was Sea Snake Bot from Wild Water Way. I see, I see. See, I could, I probably know who you're talking about, guess. but I, yeah. Actually, I think fucking... I have a picture of it here. Let me send it to you. It's like a really Sega Sonic picture. the Hedgehog is a very interesting game because it's just, it was an ar arcade game that came out so early they still had to use the uh, Sega Sonic license because when they first were trying to license Sonic, there was like some band that had the like rights to Sonic. So they couldn't, they legally couldn't, or to cover their own ass, they, they put Sega Sonic in the title of a few things. And then I guess they got the rights to it. Wait, what else has Sega Sonic in the title? Um, some of their other, like, J Japan-only arcade things, like the Sega Sonic Popcorn Shop and the Sega Sonic, uh, just, like, they, they used it for, um, like, just advertisement. Like, all these Sonic toys that officially came out in, like, 1991 will say Sega Sonic on, like, the tag or whatever instead of huh. Sonic that jug. You know, it's, like it's kind of convenient, Japan -only though, because... Yeah, it does actually. It makes it easier to search, right? Because exactly, Sonic is yeah. like an actual word that will show up a lot. Like, well, Sonic and Hedgehog together are pretty good at getting what you want. But like, yeah, Sega Sonic is definitely much easier to Google than Sonic because Sonic is just a, a sound term. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And plus, like Sega Sonic the Hedgehog, if you take out the Sega, it's just Sonic the Hedgehog. So it's like 
You're going to get so many things before you find the arcade game. You'll right. get Sonic oh, yeah, 6 God. before you get that. Probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure in terms of finding this one game. If it was just called Sonic the Hedgehog Arcade, it would be a pain in the ass to get any sort of information on. Okay, okay. This is the final question. Uh, what year did the first Sonic the Hedgehog movie come out? <laughs> Oh, uh, well, huh, I'm going to get all Wait, technical. What? Didn't it? Is it are you talking about the 1994 OVA? Is it 1994 or 1993? I can't really remember. What first because, Sonic? No, it can't, it can't be 93. So is it 94 or is it later than that? It might be 96, actually, now that I'm thinking about it. The tape definitely didn't come out in America, the dub, for a, a little longer than that. Actually, fuck, uh, the, the dub. The dub might have come out in, like, 99, actually, now that I think about it. But um, it was from the mid-90s, if you're talking about I, the OVA, I'm, which technically... I, um, is not a movie. It's two original episodes, which was like a pitch for a series that didn't get picked up. So they're like, whatever, let's just call it the movie. Slap both episodes <laughs> together and release an American on a VHS. By the way, I love that fucking VHS tape, dude. It's white. I, I don't know why, as a kid, tapes that weren't the right color and cartridges that weren't the yeah, right color. I was going to say it's exactly like shit. when you got like an N64 cartridge. Yeah, yeah. Kong I love 64. those fucking cartridges. So wait, there was a the right Sonic color. movie before the 2021? Yeah, an anime. Yeah, like- it's an anime. It's like yeah. two okay. episodes of an anime. I'm going to give you that, a point for that. You, you named like every possible year, but I'll, you said 1996, so that's the, um, that you can, the you can give me you, you can give me a half point because I said four first. I don't know why I thought it was four. That was way too early. Oh, I, 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 I had to do some mental math here because I knew I didn't see it that early. I don't think I even saw it at 96. I was thinking about like the English version, but I'm pretty sure the Japanese release, yeah. That so what is my... the uh, total score out of total possible? You asked two questions, right, Greg? That, that was your number, um, number? I asked, yes, two questions, yeah. The okay, Sonic so Jam one and the Emerald one. You got exactly 50% correct. Hey, 4.5 this is what This is what I want to tell all of my it's aspiring rough. people out there who want to make videos. You, people think I'm the Sonic Lore Master. I don't know anything. I don't know anything much. I don't even know what year Sonic 1 came out. The thing You've is, only when you're writing surface. a video, Liar, you can you just know. take as long as you want to write that script, dude. You can, ch- you can fact check everything. When you're making a video... You can take. You can be the smartest guy in the world because you can take all the time you need to fact check and make sure you got all the correct information. <laughs> Whereas when you're like live streaming or something, like I never consider myself like a good live streamer because you have to like know things on the spot and be like good at games on like your first try. That's hard, man. Also, I love that fucking picture of Titan Tales with all the weird <laughs> tales in the background. Fucking the Sonic universe is so vast, so deep in certain areas. There's this whole Sonic comics. There's, you know, yeah, the Sonic. I mean, there's so much. Is, there's so much. Is a lot. Yeah, that's one thing I would always say about Sonic versus Mario is like, like if you like Mario, it's because you know you just like the games and you're a guy who likes video games, and that's totally fine. Yeah, but it's no like Sonic. Bore. There are straight up Sonic. There are straight up Sonic fans out there, like actually who love the character. People probably like actual huge fans out there who like never played the games, or if they do, they just don't care about the games. People who got in the comics, people who got into like the shows. There were so many. There were two Sonic the Hedgehog shows airing in America at the same time, with completely different tones. It was like, it's why did that happen? That doesn't make any sense now that I'm like looking back. Like, as a kid, it made sense to me because like, oh, that's just how it is. But now it's like, why would you do that? That's like weird. But like, I think the whatever. Sonic lore is just so much more compelling than Mario lore. Like, I like Mario. Like the world is cool, but like Bowser as a, a villain is just so basic. Whereas Doctor Robotnik is, yeah, he's like I more love egotistical. Robotnik. And... I think Robotnik's just a fantastic villain. I feel like a good villain goes a long way. Mario yeah. is so good, but it's so like sterile. It's just like the baseline for a good 
basic video game. Like, I, I, I really feel like to hate Mario is weird, but to, like, yeah, you don't find Mario fans who are as crazy passionate as Sonic fans. Like, it's it, there's just so much to, yeah, exactly like you said, there's so, so much to dig your teeth into. Like, that Sonic comic was running, like, uninterrupted from the 90s. There were almost 300 issues, and then it finally ended not that long ago, back in 2017. But now there's a new Sonic comic that's going on. So it's like, there's 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 plenty of, there's plenty of like, alternate media to, to get into if you really dig the characters. There's plenty of, like, there's, like, five shows. There's a new Netflix show coming out um, in 2022. There's a lot of, like, shit you can get into for Sonic. And for some people, just, like, like, hey, I just really like the character design. I feel like even if you don't like Sonic, like, at the end of the day, even if you hate the games and hate everything about him, you have to admit, he's got a very, like, iconic, good oh, character definitely. design. Hey, kids, drink liquor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so many amazing Sonic, uh, Sonic Says segments. Um, yeah, do you guys have a favorite song uh, OST from any of the Sonic games? And if so, which one is it? Oh, that's hard. That is really hard, especially for me. I feel like there's a million things that or can like go top, to. like top three. How about top if three? If we're talking about Genesis games, like just songs from a Sonic game, uh, Hydra City Act 2 is like probably my favorite classic Sonic that's a good song. One. That's a good um, one. Death Ape Zone Sonic 2. When I think of actual like Sonic songs, uh, I, I probably have to say like "Live and Learn" might be up there oh, for yeah. me. It's definitely my top three. And then as far as other song songs, uh, like the uh, some of Gamma's music from SA One, like the uh, the Beta fight, the final fight from Gamma's story in SA One is probably up there. It's one of my top faves. That's in my top. That's, those are probably my top three. I'm not sure of the order. Okay, Sam. There's a lot of good songs in Sonic Adventure One. The Egg Carrier, I really like that song. Here's a remix I made as a kid. It says Death Day nice. Remix, but it's actually of the final battle from Sonic 2. Hell yeah. Honestly, it's kind of weird. Like, that basically is the Death Egg unique song, is, is that final fight. Because there is a song for Death Egg in Sonic 2, but you only hear it for three seconds until you walk to the right. It's so weird. It's a good song, though. Mm. I really like it. I know. It. It's so weird that they made, like, a good song. Wait, it's I in mean, the game I, for two seconds? It's like um, you're, there's well, yeah. a hallway, and Yeah, you start Death Egg Zone in this little it, hallway. And then, like, yeah, it's the the final level in Sonic Two is like two rooms, each with has, has a boss fight. But like, oh, right when you start in the hallway, I think I know yeah, with no rings. And um, yeah, there's like a full like minute and a half long song that'll play if you just stand and don't move. But like, mm. I I assume it's because they were going to make a real Death Egg level, and then at the end they're like, oh, we don't have time for this or something. <laughs> I have to assume because they wouldn't just make a whole song like that for no reason. That would be crazy. <laughs> I remember it being like the most badass thing ever when I finally got to Death Egg Zone as a kid in Sonic 2 and it just there was like this cool space station place with that badass song playing and there was no rings and, I, and there was like yeah. an anxiety. They made it really feel epic you know what I mean because yeah. like, like they had the whole uh, Wing Fortress which is a hard level but then they have the whole little cutscene where you're riding in a space it's just a cool like they, the Sonic games just do a good job of setting the mood you know like mm -hmm. for like the final showdown it's always like in space or some crazy shit like that. It's not always in space, but like it, you know, often it that, is. It's cool. <laughs> it, it's often in space. Hedgehogs in space. That could be a cool like, I don't know, spinoff. Hedgehogs in space. Is that? I feel like that's the name of something. Is that the name of something? That's the Dragon Ball GT the, of Sonic. There's also a poster mm. in Sonic Adventure for Chow in space. It's like a oh, meme. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. I've seen it was um, a meme. There was just a Chow in Space poster, and then there was a Chow in Space Two poster in Sonic Adventure Two, and it was just like it was just like a little meme for the longest time. And then, like not that long ago, they made an actual Chow in Space animation for their YouTube account. That's awesome. See, they like they care about their fans. That's that I can like, admire that. 
My yeah, the Sonic songs. fandom, they like the the people in charge are sort of like uh, vaguely aware that like you know this fandom has been doing its work keeping the series alive. You know what I mean? So they're they feel like they're appreciative. And there was a time uh, Aaron Weber was in charge of the Twitter account, and Sonic Twitter was one of the first Twitters that was trying to be out there posting funny yep. things before every single corporate account. Or My was out favorite there to funny songs things. are. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Hit me up. Hit me up. I want to hear these. Honestly, I, I, I like. Uh, I'm gonna again. I'm gonna kind of sound like a SA2 fanboy here, Pumpkin but Hill. Uh, Pumpkin Hill is great. Actually, I, said I don't know if it's in my top five, but it's it's actually like a good beat. Uh, like no yeah, joke. Yeah. It's, it's good. I, I also unironically really like it. I can it. groove to all the knuckles raps. Um, I like it. Doesn't matter. I yeah, always thought that had a, a good song. message of like, you yeah, know, it doesn't matter who's wrong or right something we have to give up the fight we can't give up the fight it's a you know, great theme for sonic it really captures his essence i'm also i posted this in the in the chat but uh, i'm also partial to the tails theme because i just like it was almost like i always viewed tails in uh as like this sort of underdog uh like sidekick who always wanted like i, I forgot where i got this from but he was like he always thought sonic was so cool tails did like he always looked up to sonic and he wanted to be cool like sonic that's always the vibe i got from him which was an interesting perspective i guess uh i don't maybe yeah, i slightly I hear you it. um yeah I, I like that song a lot because i associated it with the adventure portrayal of tails which is probably like the best portrayal we ever got because he was actually like you know he does look up to sonic and he was like falling around but in the adventure games he actually does things on his own and like he like he saves station square for megman and everyone's cheering mm. him on at the end of sa1 and then sa2 like, he's the main rival to Eggman, you know? Like, Sonic's fucking up. He, they mostly fucks with Shadow, and, you know, it's like Tails is actually in charge. Tails and, like, is like you know, the Gohan of Sonic and there's this, Yeah, yeah, that's a pretty good way to put it, honestly. Yeah, cause there's, there's a lot of things. Yeah, you know, Shadow's the Vegeta. There's a lot of parallels there that are, you know... <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but like, yeah, like there's the scene where Sonic gets launched out in the capsule and like it looks like he off. died, and then Tails he just gets his shit together and he fights Eggman. It's pretty yeah. good, honestly. Wait, yeah, what I is really the like Tails, Tails theme though? I can't for the life of me remember. The, well, there's the, the, the one I'm referring to is from Adventure Two, where it's like I wanna be something. No, 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 no. I don't, I don't think it's called Believe in Myself. It's pretty good. Yeah, I mostly am familiar with the uh, SA One renditions because you have to hear those a lot. Like yeah, the SA One. Uh, also had a version of I think they also had a version of uh, yeah the Sonic um, theme yeah it doesn't, it doesn't matter. matter yeah and good. they also had a what's the other one that people love oh my god it's the one that's uh, like uh, uh, fire yeah yeah well oh, yeah, that Amy's song the Amy there's song. also a, a version of Knuckles's theme because he doesn't have like raps for every stage in that one but he does have his own rap what song, is his theme of, like I forgot sort of R and B actually kind of oh yeah that was sick <laughs> and Shadows is like Corpse Husband. <laughs> yeah, Shadow has like industrial like type music, which is cool. Um, I feel like they get yeah, that. I like the characters having like themes in SA2 that really capture their personality. And, you know, Rouge has that song. It's all like, you know, seductive or whatever. It's pretty good, honestly. I, 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 they cool. really do a good job with the music yeah. in the SA2. I thought in, Heroes in all the, had all good the music. I love the adventure games, really. They have great soundtracks. Heroes had good music too. Um, yeah, you almost music. need even two Shadow separate. Had pretty good music. Um, even 06, for God's sake, had good music. But like, I really like the adventure. Maybe music. I like the adventure games more just because I like the adventure games. You That's kind of need yeah. a separate category for 3D Sonic games music versus the classic Sonic games music, though. Yeah, for sure. In terms of oh, yeah, classic, yeah, that's sort of what I was saying earlier. Like Hydro City Zone Act Two is yeah. like my favorite for that, and like, and I really Chemical love Plant Zone. Mania. That's oh, one yeah, of my favorite from that. I've used a lot of but, uh, Mania music in my videos, actually. 
Yeah, Sonic, I feel like so lucky that like, you know, video game music is one of the few types of music that for whatever reason doesn't get you fucked over super hard on YouTube. Yeah. And then Sonic has like so much Dude. music I can draw from if I need to. Um, rooftop Run from uh yes, is that from that's Gen a great oh, yeah. track unleashed has some amazing unleashed, fucking unleashed, tracks yeah. dude love that yeah i think we were talking about this before unleashed has like really the the werehog stages have like some banging music but you never get to hear it because it does yeah even the battle fight. track that everyone hates is a good song if you like had never heard it before and you listen to it one time you're like oh that's a cool like jazzy tune you just learn to hate it because you have to hear the first 10 seconds four thousand times oh and yeah. you never get to hear the cool background music and yeah they really do have some very nice moody jazzy like atmospheric songs for the werehog it seems like that it's like the music and the visuals is something that Sega has never really like fucked up on. They've always like improved or like held a high right. quality. A lot of part like Sonic is a lot of spectacle and style too. You know, people will always say that as like a huge like slight against them. Like, oh, there's no substance. There's only spectacle and style. It's like, I wouldn't say there's no substance or whatever, but um, I feel like spectacle is an important part of game design. You have it to is. have cool moments. Like even if sometimes they are scripted sequences, like don't overlie on them. Absolutely, that's a fair complaint that sometimes Sonic does will overlie on these scripted sequences. But uh, you know, just to, like the whale and the gun chase, the gun gun truck chase from City Escape. Those are just nice moments. Yeah, they get your adrenaline pumping. You feel like there's a, an immediate danger and stuff. Mm -hmm. Cybershell yeah. might be the only human to talk as fast as Sonic runs. <laughs> it is funny because I, I actually, when I'm recording videos, I like have to like remind myself and like tell myself over and over again, like you have to talk like 10% slower than you think you need to when you're recording videos. Or at least I do, like, because otherwise I just, I, yeah, I, I ramble way too fast. I also like get like halfway into a thought and then I'll just completely take a left turn and I won't even like finish my original thought. <laughs> you could probably get Ben Shapiro a run for his money. <laughs> oh man, you guys um, should debate Sonic. Hell yeah. Hypothetically, yeah, Sonic if Sonic debates. was the ultimate life form. <laughs> i'm the opposite i'm uh when i'm recording stuff i i'm constantly like i have to speak faster i'm speaking too slowly it's good to speak clearly it's better to speak clearly and a little too slowly than it is to than to mumble and yeah. slur your words together like i have <laughs> i've come around to that i definitely when i when i first started making videos for some stupid like i had the sonic mentality of thinking speed equals good because it's like impressive because i don't right the thing is not everyone can talk fast so when you True. can it does feel kind of like powerful to just flex on someone and say a thousand things in 10 seconds you know um, but like show girls video. your videos, be like, look how fast I'm talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or whatever. No, just like in a conversation, you're just like, well, hypothetically, blah 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 blah. You know, you just you give someone a whole spiel. The old like destiny strategy. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes you can just get into it. I, I know what you mean because it uh, shows yeah, you know like what YouTube, you're talking about. But for YouTube, people, it's not always good. They need to hear you. You know what I mean? They need to time to mentally process the things you're saying. <laughs> yeah, and even they just for conversations English too, as a first language. I feel like it's True. a lot of our videos probably go out to people who who like English isn't their first Dude, language. That's so weird to think about. It's like, true. yeah, I'll like look at my like analytics sometimes. It's like, yeah, people in like like Africa and like Saudi Arabia <laughs> are watching my video. I'm like, what the fuck? They're watching really? <laughs> Sonic bonus, Sonic three bonus video. I don't know why that's so weird to me. Like, yeah, because like obviously most of my traffic at least comes from you know America, and then a lot Same. of it comes from like you know you know England and Europe. It and is all weird that. to and think then, about but, that. But there are some people out there who's like, yeah, like just like. 
you know, I don't even know. Some, I, I figure some people must be like spoofing their IP. You get like one or two hits from like Antarctica. It's like, what the fuck is? You know what it's like? It's, it's like the ending scene from from Adventure Two, where like you see all those people from all over the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all that's those CGI people like. all looking over there. I always like forget that's in the game. I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you always get those comments every now and then, like greetings from like jakarta right. or something yes and yeah. people from brazil are always like insane they want you to come visit their country they're like come visit brazil it's like no it's like i feel like you're trying to kill me right now you're trying to like rob me like you're me to go to brazil, brazil I want but i think it's actually just, it's just like a meme people just like like they just like brazil they just want you to come visit <laughs> i, I yeah, don't probably. know probably i'm sure it's it not like nicer. ill intent they're just fans right it's just it was very it's very threatening where it's like come to brazil it's like mm. come on dude i'm doing my own thing i'll but show yeah, you knuckles chaotic's fundamentally flawed come to brazil <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like a threat. <laughs> but no, I, I, it's, it's really cool. Like, it's really weird to think about how many people can watch your videos. You know what I mean? It's like, I don't know. You put like 100 people in a room, I would get like nervous talking in front of them. But then I'll make a video like 100,000 people will see it. And it's just like, whatever. It's very hard to conceptualize when it comes to like that, that number. You can say the number 100,000 or even 10,000. And it's like you have a certain idea of how, how, you know, how many people that is or how popular that is. But like you're right. I mean, you know, you could see 200 people in a room and be like, "Wow, that's a lot of people." But it's just, yeah, the internet is just hard to process mentally for humans. What we're wired for, yeah, like, it's weird, I, man. I can't it's, fathom it's like, yeah, a million we, viewers. You're not meant to like know more than a hundred people on like a first name basis or whatever. You know what I mean? Like the human brain can only know so many people. So it's like, yeah, trying to keep track of all this stuff and then just. Yeah, mentally keeping track like like going to like a full like packed stadium and it's like there's only 22,000 people if I only had like 22,000 people watch like a video I spent forever on I'd be like oh shit I needed I probably yeah, didn't do a good enough exactly. job or whatever so it's like now it's like yeah. fuck dude it's all that's another weird thing about YouTube is that like, like no matter how like successful you get all the all, the only thing that'll ever happen is you'll just adjust your standards upwards and you'll always 100%. get you'll find, you'll find <laughs> yeah, new ways so to be true. disappointed like I can't wait to be like 10 years from now a video only gets a million views I'm like god damn what a piece of shit video that was you know what I mean like that, I, that I feel would like be it, what Mr. Beast thinks is like this only right? got a million views like this yeah. is the worst there video are, I've ever that's made. crazy there are literally guys like that yeah like Mr. It's Beast nuts. and even I guess Corpse Husband that yeah like what do they what's their idea of a bad metric you know what I mean like not like a hundred million you, you don't trend on twitter for breathing you know what i mean it's like what the fuck but the, the real it's issue crazy. comes in like no one stays at that level forever so it's like once you've adjusted your your standards so high like can you deal with having to readjust them lower again right that's mm. a real thing with a lot of youtubers especially people who've been around for a long time is that they have to like adjust to their post like peak not that they could never get back up to that point in fact a lot of them have like you know peaked and then like sort of had a lull period and then like you know gone back in popularity but it is weird to think that that can happen. You know what I mean? Where it's like the the, the things that the average YouTuber wants, like the, the like tastes change over time. The things that would get you popular as fuck in 2010, you could show up to the scene doing that now and nobody would turn ahead. You know what I mean? Yeah, things exactly. like longer videos. People used to make like one hour long analytical videos. And people were like, holy shit, this video is an hour. I remember when the fucking first Plinkett review came out. I was like, I can't, this video is an hour long talking mm. about Star Wars video. That's insane. Can you imagine making an hour long video talking about a Star Wars movie? Now it's like the new Star Wars movie comes out. There's like 410 hour long analysis. It's like whatever. There's a, there's yeah, a seven hour. A there's a seven-hour, uh, like, Pokemon Ruby or something yes, review. Yes, that's by Shamey, yeah. who actually has made some really good Sonic videos, so I sat down <laughs> and watched it. On 2x speed, though. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for me, it's sort of like, uh, like, you watch parts at a time. You know what I mean? A lot I, of this, also, a lot of people on YouTube don't even watch your videos. They'll just throw them on in the background, which is crazy. Yep. Yeah. Like, I spent all this time editing the video. You're supposed to look at the screen, you motherfuckers. But yeah. I, I can't really be mad at someone who's consuming my content how they want to. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. 
I think like it's kind of like the podcast age now where people want to listen to someone talk. Yeah, podcasts are definitely What matters more is the content. Not just now, substance. but like now is a good time for it for sure. That's right. why whenever I'm writing a script, I try to avoid relying on information coming exclusively exclusively through a visual medium. Yeah, like I was just talking to Kenny Lauderdale about this who made he just did a video where he had something wrong, something wrong in the script or whatever. So he put like a like a subtitle correction on screen, but like a bunch of people just didn't look at it or whatever. So I got a bunch of the same comments or whatever. So yeah, you really do have to keep that in mind that there are some people who are only watching your video in the background, either on a second monitor where they're not really fully looking at it or straight up like on a tab where they can't see it at all. You know what I mean? It yeah, would be interesting to figure out like if you could find some way of knowing if that's the number of people who only listen let's say or primarily yeah only listen, see that's an increasing. analytic i would love to fucking yeah. know youtube's YouTube not gonna tell they, me they measure it too really actually, interesting yeah. they, i wouldn't be surprised that, if they um, did for sure they even measure like the movement of your mouse on the screen like they, they're measuring you know, everything that makes perfect sense i believe that they would measure every single thing they can for their little analytics you know what i mean because that's like that's that's the valuable part for them is the analytics mostly like like because yeah, exactly. they can sell that to the data, for, yeah. like advertisers or whatever which is and so weird i think that's how it works like yeah for, at the end of the day youtube's goal is to create a system that keeps people on their website for as long as possible so they can see as many ads as possible Right. That's why people have all these like conspiracy theories about the like the, the alt right wormhole or the the pedophile wormholes. You know, it just the the algorithm's just good at seeing the videos you've already clicked on and then giving you more videos like that. You can find any wormhole if you look hard there's enough. A, everything's yeah. a rabbit hole, yeah. And it's just basically it's a sonic like, rabbit if, hole. if there's an alt right wormhole, it just means that those videos are like doing a good job at keeping people interested. Right. Yeah. The, the the that's the like the good and bad part about the algorithm is it it's an algorithm. It's a robot. It doesn't make value judgments. It only can know like what people like to watch. It doesn't ever judge what that is. You know what I mean? Yeah. It only has like value judgments that are like built into it. Like, oh, this is like for eighteen plus because we like label right. it as such. Right. Yeah, it's weird to think about. Honestly, the algorithm is like, I remember I used to never, ever trust the YouTube homepage to ever deliver me anything good. And now I actually admit that sometimes it'll, it'll pop up a video and I'm like, that actually kind of looks interesting. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll click on it. But then I have to give I have to give the robots the satisfaction of knowing that they picked out a video that I <laughs> yeah, wanted to watch. Yeah, I don't like, I, I actually resist clicking on things unless I'm right. very interested because of that. I know what you mean, reason. man. <laughs> I don't, you don't like, want to like the algorithm. your recommended. No, I just don't want to like feed the algorithm. It's like, you know what? I'm not going to. Well, watch just for this. the longest time, I was able to get everything I needed from my subscriptions, and now it's like, I don't know. I'm just yeah. subscribed to a lot of people, and sometimes I, they put out just stuff. I'm like, whatever, and then sometimes I just see something in like the recommended that's like, oh, I just want to watch that instead. I don't know. I, I used I'm, to never. I swear to God, novelty. I used to like never do that. We're I've gotten to, to the point where I'm like almost exclusively just clicking things on my homepage now. Right. It's like I, it's like unless a specific YouTuber I like has uploaded content and I'm there for that reason, I'll click YouTube because I'm bored and then I'll see like some stupid just nothing video, especially lately it seems like I'm always being recommended like some 30 second video and I'm and the next thing I know I'm watching like 20 minutes of 30 second videos. Right. Yeah, dude, the algorithm is so weird. Sometimes I swear to God, it, it pushes like hour, like two hour and a half hour long analysis type stuff. Sometimes people are like, it's, it's on a long video binge. And then sometimes I'll make just some short shit posty type videos. The algorithm decides, oh no, I like this stupid shit post. Like I made some shitty meme video where I read a 4chan post about Kiff and it got like 600,000 views. I was like, what the fuck? Wow. I literally made this. I have no idea. I didn't, I didn't post it anywhere. I didn't do anything. It just got picked up by the algorithm or something. Mm. 
Was this on the Cyber's Hell channel? Yeah, yeah. Again, I just post shit there just because I think it's funny. I have no... It's nice to have a channel I can just post shit on where I just genuinely... I don't really give a shit if it's going to, like, perform well. I just put it there because yeah. I just I wanted to make a shitty meme shit post. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting that it, got, it was, like, a few seconds... I think I've seen it. It was, like, less than a minute long, right? Yeah, it's, like, 30 seconds, something around that area. Maybe a little longer. Views. That's, like, TikTok numbers. I don't get it, man. I really don't ever. Those are TikTok I numbers, I never have kid. heard my. I, that's another thing, dude. Like, again, I try not to be too much of a boomer, but, like, TikTok is officially, like, I have, I've that's never used it. I have no interest too, yeah. in using it. I, but it's, it's, it's like you said, dude, this they is are where coming onto YouTube. They are affecting the YouTube landscape. Yes. So I can't just ignore it. I mean, but I can't. But this is where we become boomers. But it's, like, boomers. affecting me. I mean, this TikTok is our has boomer moment. the uh, best discoverability of any social media platform right now. Right. Again, I don't, I don't I don't hate it just because it's different, but it's just like I just feel like I'm old. Like I don't want to learn a, to use a new site or, yeah, or program because I'm lazy. Like it's literally just that. But I like yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. It's fucking that's like more popular than YouTube for a lot of young people or whatever. I mean, I I I I, I didn't really use Vine that much, but I felt like I sort of got Vine. Like I sort of understood it. It was and simple. like it was the just next like step. 6 second video. Right. That's it. it was a simple enough gimmick that I was like, okay, I get it. Whereas yeah. TikTok is more just like shorter. They have their own like weird ecosystem of like lip syncing and sea shanties was popular for a while. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's still going on. I just have to like watch them and just see it to be like interesting, interesting. It's definitely it's definitely a major player in uh, internet culture now, or just real life culture in right. general. Uh, well, who knows? People... It might replace YouTube in terms of like the go-to video. Yeah, maybe. It's insane to think, but like that's actually like something. Yeah, I think about like 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 at this point, the idea of something replacing YouTube is so hard to imagine, but it could. It could happen. I mean, gonna, it could happen. It could easily be TikTok because that's the one all the fucking young uh, kids are already on. So it's like all YouTube has to do is make a few like bad decisions, like from a business perspective. I'm not just a few, but they have to do some. They have to fuck up pretty bad to like drive everyone off the site. But uh, it's not. People just are going to assume that it's there forever. But don't ever. This is like what we said at the beginning. Don't ever put all your eggs in one basket. Specifically yeah. the YouTube basket. Not that I like. Not that I think Twitch is like amazing compared to YouTube. I don't. I actually think Twitch is pretty shitty. Yeah, but um. So much worse. But uh. Sadly. But I still think you should, if you can, diversify your. Well, it's kind of like Sonic online games. shit. You don't want to just have everything right. riding on the mainline games. You want a little bit of spinoff games too, so that way you can. Try some new things. Definitely. <laughs> Get those other characters in there. Yeah. Let me ask you this. Uh, I was like toying with the idea with Greg of like we just – I don't even know exactly what it would be. Though, but like we start a website that's just like a throwback to those old websites or whatever. Dude, I points. love websites, man. I, I miss going and exploring new websites. Like I would love Same. to see a website. I, I'm pro that idea. The only thing is like I'm warning you is like how you – nobody likes to – nobody else likes to go on websites anymore. Can you say – it's not even that they don't like to go on websites. That's just not how the internet works for them. The internet to them is like five apps. different websites. It's like YouTube. It's five different apps. Tw like Twitch, Twitter, TikTok, and like that's it. Like that's like – that's the internet to them. You know what I mean? It's so weird. Right. Whereas like the internet used to just be like 100,000 different – like there could be anything on any URL. Where now it's like – there are still websites. I mean, I'm not being a complete insane doomer about it. I know websites still exist, but I feel like no, so you're much right. of the it's internet is centralized. It's become like the ones that are apps, basically, are the ones that yeah, kids go on. Yeah, apps. Apps but have taken over I the internet. Part of why I was like inspired to do this is because it just feels like I'm rejecting like the, the way things are now if I create a website. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I, I hear you, man. It feels like it would be fun just to do, just to do it. You know what I mean? Just to be like, you know, the only way people could ever go back to using websites is if websites existed. So exactly, <laughs> someone yeah. has to make them. It is but just like, crazy, what? though. Thinking about, like, 
apps like like think about how much web traffic period comes from phones now compared to like <laughs> this I, in is my the, mind this I'm is literally in the that fucking desktop computer but like i was looking at my youtube analytics not that long ago and it's like over half my fucking views are coming yeah. it was about 54 percent was like half from phones i was like damn why do i care so much about uploading in a nice resolution mm. when <laughs> most people are looking at this shit on a phone but yeah. i still you still gotta care about that stuff but it is crazy just to think the internet is just fundamentally the people the way people access it is different you know what i mean this That's is a, a really good point quite literally written into my script for my next video like exactly that stat you're talking about with uh, how right. what percentage of traffic comes from phones and all that and that's it's only crazy. increasing too it's not yeah you know exactly that's and yeah most people again in like third world and just other countries yeah like when you gain access to the internet for the first time a lot of people like most people their gateway to the internet is a, a phone a smartphone mm -hmm. now so and young yeah, people a lot too, of websites like designed for desktop which is just to me that's the default in my mind that'll always just be the default is sitting at your computer to make and sit and use websites but like for a lot of people a lot of this stuff is app-based and is phone-based mm. and mobile-based mm. now. Do you think that, like, if we do this website that we have to, like, really have, like, the phones in mind when we're designing it then? Um, I don't even know if you have to have them in mind, as in, like, it has to be around them or for them. I would just say make sure that they can use it and it's okay on mobile, you know what I mean? Right. That's all I'll say. What do you yeah, think I don't know. would it'd, be, It'd like... be nice to have a uh, old Scott, old style internet forum, or at least yeah, a like community. That's what I, was... I like, like, yeah, I, I had a lot of fun on web 1.0 type forum culture, for sure. What do you like, think it's, would it's, be, it's, like... It's interesting. It's the... gone now. Like, it's not all gone, but, like, it's, a lot of it is it's changed. What do you think is, like, the hook that we would need to keep people... Like, what's like, something that you would think would be necessary in the modern climate? to get people to want to continue going to a website that isn't one of like these big corporate websites. Dude, it's hard, man. It's hard because if you just if you just market it as like some sort of free speech angle, you're just going to attract everyone who's kicked off of all these other sites and then your site is going to get labeled as like some sort of far-right hate speech forum just because you're, you know, attracting the wrong kind of people. So, it's hard, man. It's hard cuz like, yeah, I would love to like make a site and you just tell people like, "Oh, it's like old forum culture, it's like old internet culture." Like that could get me interested in it, but yeah, the kind of hook that's the thing, man. It has to to get people off interest. of these sites, they're so deeply ingrained in these apps now. It's like really hard to convince them to come spend, like yeah. sign up for a new forum. Like, like I want that to succeed. Like I'm trying to help. I'm trying to think of a good hook, but I can't really think of any like one singular type thing. Like that appeals to me. I'm trying to think of how can I make that like appeal to the average Joe. We'll figure I mean? it out. Yeah. We'll figure, we'll yeah. I mean, yeah. This is a, definitely don't like feel pressure to come up. I just wanted to right, know. No, like, where I'll think about this. At. I'll I'll mull this over in my mind. Let you know if I can think of anything. Maybe it'll be a Sonic fan forum. Yeah, see, stuff like that, weirdly <laughs> enough, like, that is some of the that only probably remnants would of, like, well. 1.0 forums is, like, those weird, like, yeah, like, fan forums of these specific things. Yeah, like, I mean, I still frequent shit. a Weezer, uh, Weezer forum Yeah, to this day. exactly, like, yeah, and see, it's, it's actually nice just to be able to, like, yeah, con conglomerate with people who you know have sort of similar interests as you, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That was one of the first appeals of these sites, like, oh, wow, I can actually get online and talk to other Sonic the Hedgehog fans, neat, you know what I yes. mean? That used to be, like, a novelty or whatever, now it's, Definitely. like, I don't know, people just assume the that's, thing. there's nothing special about that, I guess. Yeah. Maybe that's the key then. It's like take something that's like a more focused interest or whatever, but but not something that's already overdone. Take something that like isn't like a focused interest that doesn't have its own dedicated website these days because it's a newer interest. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something like that. Something to like bring people together. Like, because there has to be some sort of initial spark like that for sure. I mean, I don't Bitcoin. know what it is, but yeah. I just really like that idea of of like all these independent websites suddenly like rising up again and taking the space of the internet back. 
We're going to start an internet revolution. I just feel like, I don't know, the way the internet is and like, like ads and like, you know, Hopefully, there's not a monopoly on like you know advertisement. Like, are, who who's going to be? Not that you need to have like banner ads all over your site for it to succeed, but like, yeah, just I don't, getting the I attention you need. I, I mean, I'm down to do this idea to make a forum. I'm down for all that. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be cool. But I'm under no illusion that the internet is going back to that anytime soon. I think it's possible that we'll get uh, not to not to be total doomer like you were like you were saying. You know, I'm not a doomer either, but. I think uh, probably the internet's going to be like this or even more extreme like this now where it's just these apps. But there there might be something coming along later. And again, I kind of, I'm going to be talking about this in my next video, but I think it's very possible we're going to have something that feels as, uh, you know, like social or or, uh, um, community driven as those forums did. I don't know what it's going to be. Maybe it'll be like an AR thing, like something based in real life that confuses internet in real life, like Pokemon Go. Maybe it will be, who knows, right? But I think it's going to be something we don't even expect, possibly. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely see like like 20 or years from now, like instead of just websites, like VR chat may be getting even more popular. And with, with the rise of like VTubers and like weird fake avatars, like just like the lines getting even more blurred and like, yeah, just like like digital environments becoming like the new normal or whatever. Mm. Like I see something mm. weird like that happening. It's some kind of paradigm shift. Maybe the I Sonic universe something will be like actualized. That <laughs> exactly. The Sonic universe will be a place you can go to. That would Hell be yeah, awesome. Dude. <laughs> That's a Ready Player Two level of, of, of memory. <laughs> yeah, maybe that is what it is. Like the next level is going into that sort of like virtual reality space where we're back at a ground zero and so it hasn't been like as even yeah i was gonna say like even vr chat like it's it might be a, in a weird like even if it is on a weird like corporate hosted type thing there is something about being in like just talking to a small group of people that like tricks your brain into thinking that it's like mm. you know smaller than it really is i don't know how to explain it yeah it's personal I mean, at the end of the day it's like it's more real if you're talking to real people I guess. Right. Or something about, I don't know. I just so, t- I'm so tired of Twitter and like Instagram and all these. Yeah. Twitter websites. just feels so fucking impersonal. Just this endless scrolling of just people getting angry and stuff. It's like, there's plenty of good stuff on these sites too, for sure. But like the average, I feel like they're just designed to make people upset. It's kind of weird. The <laughs> fact that are. a lot of people who use like, okay, a lot of people in our position I think can come to the same conclusions regarding Twitter and social media. My theory is that most of the mass populations who use these sites aren't as invested as we are. They haven't spent as much time. They haven't, they haven't reached that same level of let's say frustration, but I think it gives me hope because it's like the logical endpoint is once you start using them enough, once you've put enough time, you'll reach the same conclusions or, you know, most people will. And so that leaves the door for something else, I think. Yeah, weirdly with COVID and everything, I feel like this last year, I mean, I feel like naturally this course of society was already getting more digital, more online, but I feel like it's even accelerated, it's ramped up even more. People yeah, we got rammed and stuck it. in their houses and they forced to use shit like Zoom. Can you even imagine being some kid fucking going to school on Zoom? That sounds like a yeah, nightmare, be, dude. Yeah. Imagine being like, in, is it bad enough in like high school? I mean, it's like first graders, it's like their first year of school. Like this is their formative school experiences. Trying to, imagine trying to wrangle 
17 first graders over a Zoom call. It's like, what the yeah. fuck is going on here? I can see VR chat becoming more popular for shit like that. Like, it'd be easier to keep track of kids if you could, like, look at their weird little digital avatars and try to <laughs> yell at one specific kid who's slacking off on a screen of, like, 10 different kids. I don't know, man. But, yeah, like, I feel like people are getting forced into being stuck with more of this shit like Twitter and, like, I don't know if Twitter really got worse over the last year if everyone was just stuck inside, but uh, yeah, yeah, man. Hopefully, yeah, as the average person gets more online, they start to feel the boundaries we've been butting up against against these Who knows? people maybe for in, so long. Maybe in 10 years, we'll all meet together in a virtual chow garden. <laughs> Hopefully, dude. That would be amazing if Sega made they leaned into VR chow. That, you, get, you would get such Holy a more of like a rush taking care people of your won't own even have baby kids chow anymore. if you could see it. They're just VR gonna chow. Chow. It sounds like VR chat. It's like too good. <laughs> it does, dude. Dude, Sega, come on. VR this chow. Is a trillion dollar thing. idea you're passing up like, over here. Oh I don't even think it's a joke. I think that it is a trillion a dollar idea. idea right there. Like, maybe not trillion. I already but... think bringing back chow is smart, but then I was just thinking, like, I was just putting those two and two together in my mind. Like, think about how people already get attached to their own little chow. Imagine how attached to your little chow you get if you actually, like, see it in the 3D space. Mm. You know what I mean? And, like, you could 3D print you them could out. really run over and, like, punt it across the room like Charlie Brown. <laughs> Finally, my dream has come true. <laughs> <laughs> you can play chow soccer. Yeah, man. I don't know. I'm not even like the biggest VR guy, but like I do feel like just that kind of social shit is going to, even if the games take a while to like really hit the mainstream, but I don't know. People people are getting desperate for social stuff, and VR chat mm. it sort of helps, I guess. But then like, I just I'm imagining the, the censorship that will come after that, like you're in a room with people talking and you say something and then like you're just muted (laughs) yeah god for real like uh i can definitely see that being bad for sure like the corporate control over our chat spaces like we have the first amendment right for public forum and assembly but not when those vr spaces are owned by a corporation i guess yeah Yeah, that's something that needs to change i guess that's a little bit of a different topic but god I hate corporations so much more. It's than hard to have. talk about the internet for a long time without eventually circling back to corporations choking the life out of it because it's kind of yeah. happening yeah. everywhere. Yep. It's a bleak uh, state we're in right now. And I'm hoping that it's like a means to an uprising of sorts or like a change for the better. But I don't really have I have to just hope that people, yeah, like you talking about it hopefully like makes people aware of it. I feel like most people who would be listening to this kind of podcast would be, be somewhat aware of it. But like theoretically, just as time goes on, I want people to like push back on this shit because the Internet like it, it's supposed to like people had so they were so optimistic about the Internet. It's supposed to be this free thing, free information. But now it's just getting like, you know, so many oh government God, restrictions. It's going to be like, my like next video. if you guys think it's bad, like like that's why I try not to be one reason I try not to be too doomer about it is because as bad as it is now, it could be so oh, much yeah, worse. And it can true. and it probably will continue to get worse. Yeah. So we might as well try to enjoy it while we have yes. now while we have it. But not, not to get complacent. There is like an awareness now, though, because like my parents are, are talking about it to me and I, I never talk about it to them. And I'll bring it up to them. But yesterday, my Same. dad was like, there is no freedom of speech on the Internet because Twitter <laughs> can ban people, anyone they want. And I was like, How, like my dad, dad is like 80 years old. Like the fact that he knows right. that is a good sign. Yeah, same, same, same with my parents, like talking about how, you know, like Twitter's uh, censorship and stuff. Um but, uh, I, you know, we're, we're like, we're basically in the Sonic 06 era right now. And maybe <laughs> we just got to wait until we come out with... We might not have hit with... 06 quite yet. We might, this might be like the Shadow the Hedgehog. Sure, yeah. Era. We're the Shadow Hedgehog. And we're, we're just got to wait until Sonic Unleashed or uh, Generations comes out. Yeah. But then if... Hopefully it, that's the, the way cycle, it goes. 
you know, unfortunately, there's like some turbulence after generations. Okay, okay, but hear me out. Wait, wait, hold on. What is the current state of the Sonic games now? You have all these fan games. What if the internet goes in that direction where it's like that, all that's these? That's what I'm saying. Like that's yes. what I was thinking with the independent websites thing. But like, obviously, yeah, that I might do. not be the way it happens. But I, I want something that. like that. Yeah, I try to be optimistic about that kind of stuff. Like I love the idea of like peer to peer stuff. Like lots and lots of like user generated, like just you know, not all top down level apps and and websites. Like you know, sharing. Just I mean, I feel like even like. Discord, if Discord if there are times. like you know you know NSA members listening in, that's one <laughs> thing. But like I feel like at least it's like it lets people connect and talk to each other. You know, for the most part, it's it's yeah. it's, it's not centralized on one giant thing where every like private like you know Discord like conversation is getting like you know you can't say certain words you're gonna get banned off of using it or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. To me, this, Discord is the closest to like actually hanging out with someone. Uh, with the internet, yeah, so I right. Like it for that reason, yeah, I just like, I mean, just t- the idea of like publicly interacting over Twitter is like, I do it for like, I, I, I just try to only make shit posts and fun memes on Twitter and try not to get too upset about it because it is like people will get in like arguments like with random people. It's like yeah, you know, that's a, that doesn't happen awesome. to me with Discord as much, at least you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, it's easy to waste huge amounts of your time and energy on Twitter, and the way you use it, I think, is optimal where you just. You use it as kind of, you don't take it very seriously is the impression I get, but you still right. make funny posts. It's still entertaining and you just have a good time with it. And I think I understand, what's good like, is it, like, sometimes you have to use websites you don't even like just to keep in touch with people that you do like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, I barely, I pretty much don't use Facebook, but I understand that a lot of people who fucking hate Facebook, hate Mark Zuckerberg, but they just use it because that's the only way they can keep in touch with people that they like. You know what I mean? And it's sort of yeah. the same for Twitter in a way. I think what's good about the way you use Twitter is that. Not only is it fun for you because you just get to post meme content, but it's fun for everyone that follows you because instead of being right. like instead of a bunch of negative arguments, extreme takes, whatever, it's just fun memes, and it's like right. it makes you the kind of account that's like good to follow. Anyone can post anything they want on their own personal Twitter. I won't ever tell anyone else what they're allowed to post. But yeah, like I don't really like I don't I don't feel like anyone follows me. It's really like dying to hear my hot, spicy political takes and hear me crying about, you know, this and that about the state of America right now. You know what I mean? Like it's like yeah. let's just let's just, you know, there's a time and place for that. I just never thought Twitter was the time and place to like mm grandstand about you know the country i mean i guess because like i don't know people think that is like to me like oh yeah i i I trained on posting on a web 1.0 forum so the idea of like posting on twitter is just so so fundamentally different to me because it's like you're not posting in a thread you're just like posting out into the fucking wind you know what i mean and then maybe your thing will get picked up and retweeted maybe it won't well i think uh we could probably start wrapping this up this has already been like the longest episode we've ever had i think (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I had a good time. I had fun. I just had fun shooting the shit. I always like talking about the internet and Sonic the Hedgehog, so I, I never I never turned down an opportunity to do that. Two things that are inseparable. Exactly. It is weird how like deeply ingrained, like not that you can separate Sonic from the internet, but like like he's just there's always been a big Sonic fandom and community, and it's like it's always been there, and you can always mm-hmm. like find remnants of it. This is why people always are like, oh, you can Google your name, the Hedgehog, but it's yeah. like. Yeah. Think about like the, the next recolors. level. Like, why? Why is there that much fan art? Think about like the act. What, what does that actually mean? Like, think about mm. how, like, like that just means there there are that many dedicated, passionate fans of the Sonic fandom. And I really do think it just hark- harkens back to the thing I was saying, where Sonic just has like an objectively good character design. It just makes you want to like make a custom version of it, but like for your own type of character. You know what I mean? It's like it's just a fundamentally good design. And it is it is like honestly like 
fan fiction and fan made content like that like i'm not gonna pretend it's not at all a little bit cringe but like think about like every good creator basically got their start like fan fiction or like spec scripts for like shows that already exist like it's not that weird to make your no, notes it's normal. start off making yeah exactly it's, it's pretty normal just to start off like making fan fiction or just experimenting with these characters that you already know rather than trying to like make everything from the ground up and stuff which is hard hard I mean, to do not that this is a great example but I mean, it wasn't like twilight harry potter fan fiction or something yeah exactly and then uh like fucking what 50 shades of gray was that fan fiction of that is twilight fan fiction <laughs> or something so it's like yeah it's like a never-ending like spiral all art is things is fan fiction of, and even like sonic the hedgehog like we were saying it just incorporates elements like the death star and super saiyans and just like you know yeah. it's in a weird way i like stuff that you, you know, think does, about it like homogenization sonic teaches weird, us cool more things. about humans than about hedgehogs Right, it definitely is. It, it, Sonic is just a, ref, a like a reflection of our our own the human condition. Mm. Yeah, the, Sonic well, the philosophy. Humans, in fact, that's a new bad guys or Doctor Robotnik at least. I just thought of a there's new always niche. been a very subtle like like nature versus technology aspect, yeah. but it's never been like it's never been like super simplistic like oh all technology bad because you could still see remnants of technology being good like even in Sonic Two you know Tails flies the plane and he puts that little booster on it and in yeah. Sonic CD some of the good features are like technologically based they're just like in harmony with nature you know what I mean mm-hmm. so it's never like nature good technology bad but it, there was always sort of that sort of dichotomy between them that they represent those sort of things. I'm hoping you dive deeper into uh, Sonic philosophy in your future videos. <laughs> yeah, I feel like uh, it's, it's, a it's a fun meme thing to say, but it's also fun to just talk. It's fun to shoot the shit and get away. It's fun to overthink things on purpose, even because you know you're overthinking yeah. it. Yeah, the hedgehog's you know, It's just fun to do it anyway. It's, it is fun. I thought that was that was pretty eye-opening for me when you when you went over the hedgehog's dilemma. <laughs> yeah, I just thought that was such like a good that. bit where good. I had to could, I could use like get it the hedgehog dilemma that famous thing. What if it was Sonic? I I, sorry, so I just had that bit. I was like, I have to I have to stretch this bit into at least like thirty to ninety when, seconds when so I, I can put it in the video. <laughs> Greg, that video, he was and you got to that section. He was like, oh my god, this is me. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love when you go deep. I, I just love like going really deep into a topic and then connecting it to something that is like is actually. Um, very very entrenched in culture or in philosophy or whatever and then there is actually a tie-in i don't know i just think that's awesome when you're able to connect um things that on the surface people would probably think don't match up at all like yeah i I really do enjoy yeah i know exactly what you mean when you make that kind of connection you can like tie everything together that's like a weird thing about making videos is like it's really like telling a story and even if it doesn't seem like a traditional type of story like you know there's a lot of traditional storytelling aspects you can like lean on and like you know Tying it all together, bringing it full circle is like one of the most satisfying things that a human brain can like experience. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> no, for sure. totally. I'm learning that just now. I mean, as long as I've been making videos, I'm actually learning. Like I used to think that YouTube was about making good videos. It's really not. It's about telling good stories. I think, yes. at least with the yeah, kind of I videos I want to make completely. Like, I really feel like a lot of my videos are like very much like you could if you completely chopped them up and like you could put all the same information, but just do it in a different order. It would be like 10,000 times less compelling. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Well, you know, what's like there's some videos and like the video I'm working on right now, like I said this to Greg last night, like I feel like it's not the most like story based video. And like there's also a good example is like M. Lemon put out a video not too long ago about uh, what was it? The Fruit of the Loom conspiracy thing. right yeah that was an interesting mandela effect video yeah it was, a good, like, it was a good video diving into it it was a good video but it wasn't like a story you know what i mean like maybe right. it had in the beginning like an aspect of storytelling but then like at some point it was just it was just 
well-organized yeah it doesn't always have to be a chronological story for sure it right can be yeah a... implement is a good storyteller like like a lot of his like never ever series like yeah. has a very clear like yeah beginning middle end type story and i do really appreciate it when they have that kind of structure it really it does help like make it feel like a more complete experience yeah. for sure yeah. it always helps when people finish a video they feel like they watch like a complete thing not just complete you thought. Know, rambling yeah. into a fucking microphone for 10 minutes you know what i mean <laughs> totally yeah Absolutely. Well, yeah, like that's like the nature of like having a like introduction, conclusion, and and a climax or something like that. But sometimes I, I just wonder, like maybe all videos should be trying to organize themselves in a way that feels storytelling, like like it's storytelling. I really feel like it helps. Like if you can pull it off, like people will really they respond to it pretty well, honestly. And yeah, like a weird thing I tried to do with my like videos when I came back in uh, September was I tried to like not like have one sort of like actually originally I was like I'm gonna have like a, a single narrative thread that goes across every video like a season of a TV show and then I was Ooh. doing it. I was like this is too much work this is I'm not I can't think of a thing that isn't weirdly forced so instead of like doing it that I'll just sort of focus on like the meta aspect of me coming back I bring that up in a couple like little areas and then the last video I made was yeah like um, I know you said you saw that one and sort of inspired you to do that video you made which was just yeah you just sort of have to like you know reevaluate your circumstances people are actually weirdly like they like to hear like behind the scenes info you know what i mean they like mm -hmm. to hear like this is like what it's like to be a youtuber as long as they're not like you know they don't want to hear you like jerk yourself off over it they want to hear like the struggles and what it's like but, but like you know i don't know they want they like authenticity when it's exactly yeah that. people respond yeah. to authenticity it's actually yeah it's pretty much just that simple like people like like if you're just trying to make a video because you think it'll like trend because you don't really give a shit about what you're talking they can about tell. People, people can like can weirdly they can tell you know like like people are like i get responses like from people not all the time but, like someone's like yeah like i'm not even a big sonic fan but i like your videos because i can just tell how much you like sonic you mm -hmm. know what i mean exactly <laughs> that definitely comes across yeah it's, yeah it's a uh, very huge aspect of it and i think that's like something that uh a lot of youtubers don't strive for or this i know like myself that i fully didn't think about authenticity at all when i started i was very much like oh i have to tell like the best objective like presented story with the most right like, definitely people value. definitely think that they think they have to be like objectively good which is funny because yeah like when i very first started youtube again i was just doing it i was i, I didn't have to worry about authenticity in, versus doing it for money because nobody with money didn't exist yet it wasn't on the table at that point yeah. in youtube's history so i was just doing it for fun and there was definitely like this fun energy for like that whole period because it literally everyone was just doing it for fun you know what i mean so it's like yeah it's it's such a dumb thing and I, I've, I've heard people like give that advice to like new and upcoming youtubers and they're like you know be authentic have fun and they're like you know the algorithm can't tell if i'm having fun but it's like yeah but the people watching can you know what i mean exactly yeah, yeah definitely that's how you build a fan base essentially yeah i feel like i'm lucky too like people are like you know how do you you can have it's so weird you see these like like million sub channels get like like less than a hundred dollars on patreon but it's because like all their fans are like really young whereas i like not only because i've been on for so long a lot of like i feel like i have a, I have a trending older fan base you know what i mean just because in general first of all i'm just sort of boomery and i talk about old sonic games and that sort of appeals to that sort of demo but like just having like patreon isn't really a good like reflection of how many people like like your content or whatever patreon is a good re like reflector of how many adults with disposable income are like emotionally invested in your story on youtube which is weird to say it like that but like that's the kind of people who are going to like want to give you money you know what i mean so <laughs> yeah weirdly just being on youtube for as long as i have is like a weird asset to me you know what i mean i think it's cool as fuck <laughs> 
Right. It's fucking cool how it's like I really started this shit just as a, as like a meme, basically, just for fun. And then like, yeah, in 2017, I was like, oh, I guess I could make videos for YouTube, weirdly enough. And then I did. And I was like, I didn't even really fully expect to get that popular. In fact, when I made that bonus video, I was like, I wasn't doing it to become a YouTuber. I was just doing it to like fulfill an old obligation I had. And I was like, <laughs> well, people seem to respond to this. And I actually kind of had fun making it. So I'll make a Sonic CD one that's very similar. And I just sort of branched out from there. And I, I am very grateful that I had the opportunity to make non-Sonic related videos. People seem to respond pretty positively. Yeah. Not quite as like positively because obviously there's plenty of people who sub to me just to see Sonic stuff. And I totally get that. But it's really hard to break out of a niche. So the fact that anyone is even remotely interested in my non-Sonic related content I'm very grateful for. I think that. No, although, 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 are, let me just go on record and say I, I love Sonic, and if I was like stuck in the Sonic box and I was the only content I ever did that like made any like you know, got any views, I wouldn't feel that bad because I, I have plenty of stuff to say about Sonic. So luckily, yeah, I do. I like my niche, but it's very nice to be able to like step outside of it every now and then. That's like a, a testament that you have viewers who like you, basically. Right. Which, again, is very, it's a lot harder to get that kind of stuff than you'd think, honestly. Because it's really, like, you know, there are people who really do focus entirely on the content. And having great content is fucking great. And there's nothing wrong with just making the best type of videos you can. But, like, you know, to, you have to inter interject yourself into it a little bit if you yeah. want people to actually care about you. You know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. Okay. It's definitely weird to think about. <laughs> Well, we, um, we, we, yeah, yeah we're going for end. two hours. We can wrap it up, guys. But I had a great time. This was no, fun. this has been Thank awesome. You for and on. I, uh, I'm yeah, definitely. definitely. I, 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 I did a bunch of podcasts right when I first came back. I was like, I can't believe I can do podcasts. This is so cool. And then I did a bunch of like burnt myself out. I was like, oh, this is <laughs> too much work. But then you guys said, I, I, I did. I, I just talked to you guys like before. So I was like, yeah, I don't mind talking to those guys. I was just talking to those guys about the internet and shit. It's like, it barely even. Like, as soon as I forgot I was even doing yeah, the this podcast. this is essentially, like, an extension of, like, the first conversation we had, like, a few weeks back. Yeah, definitely. Like, very similar subject matter. Because it's just, we all happen to have, like, similar interests. Similar right. upbringings with the internet, similar interests, and uh, I think we have a similar prognosis for the future. Oh, hope for the future, so. Right. Yeah, you know, I feel like, I mean, part of me is weirdly pessimistic. Like, it's very easy to be pessimistic, honestly. So this it's is like, the time I, I, tried, it, right? I, I have to, like, yeah. So I feel like I have to, like, go against my you own. You don't want to delude like, yourself either and be, like, falsely, like, oh, everything's great, you know? I absolutely 100% yeah. agree. I, I respect people who are complete doomer pessimistic more than people who are, like, living with their head in the sand to pretend that everything's fine, exactly. for sure. But, um,. It's just not good for your own mental health to be too too no. down on everything. It's like be but, um, diligent, I'm, but be like prepared to make things better or something. Yes, uh, sort of how I am with the Sonic series, where I'm not like like you know I'm not saying the next Sonic game is definitely going to be good, guys, but I'm ready for it to be good. I'm open for it to be good. I'm ready to think about the ways that it could be good and what needs to happen for that to happen. So just think critically. Just try and think critically and don't let other people think for you. Honestly, is one of the best yeah, things you can tell people on the internet. I would say. Think like a Sonic fan. Your life exactly. will be a lot better. Nobody, as a Sonic <laughs> fan, weirdly enough, when I hear like non-Sonic fans criticize Sonic, like it, 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 it doesn't bother me because like I'm like, they don't even do a good enough job. Like the, the only people know. who can really criticize Sonic are Sonic fans because we really get into the fucking dirt yeah. and the mud, you know. We'll like look at the good parts of 06 to figure out what's really bad about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for thanks for being on, man. This has been this yeah, has been a blast. This is fun. I definitely happy to come on again sometime if you're for sure dying Let's for guests. <laughs> All right. Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. All right, I'm gonna hit the stop button on my thing. Same. For sure. Okay, I have officially stopped.